Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I am Stephen Beckman, the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. And this is the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. Today, we're going to be focusing on a topic which... I've covered, you know, in different ways. I've sprinkled these things um, throughout the podcast. So these things might seem repetitious, but I want all of that information because it's like its own thing. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's its own episode. So I want you to find it all in one place. So even though I've talked about some of these points, it's good to find all these things in one place. So I want to talk about the relationship and update your heuristics on how, you know, things work because that's part of this program is being exposed to many different be, um, social systems and groups of people, etc. that you wouldn't normally be exposed to because in COINTELPRO 2.0, they're trying to turn your life upside down. And, you know what I'm saying? They just, they turn your shit inside out, bro. They really do. They really do. And people, and, you know, when the government is targeting you, whether that be federal or local government, there's nowhere to turn. Do you understand? And the gloves are off. And they get to say what is and what isn't. And that's just the truth. That's just the truth of it. They get to say what's true, what's not true, if something happened, if it didn't happen. I mean, there's many times when I try to report these crimes happening to me and like, 
the cops would purposefully lose the reports. They would give me a report number and I'd come back to collect it. So I'd start having a paper trail of this shit happening and the report wouldn't be there. The, I would ask, well, what about this officer that, you know, um, took my report that here's his, his, here's his name. Here's his bad number, badge number he gave me. Everyone's like, there's nobody there that there's nobody here that, um, has that name. There's nobody here that has that badge number. They would play games with me because they know that you need to get a trail to show a consistent, um, level of harassment and abuse to actually then make the case for law enforcement that you need to be protected or law enforcement needs to be put on high alert. So it's a very corrupt system of way if shit happens. And, you know, until you become a problem for the government, whether that be local or federal government, your interactions with police are like, do you know what I'm saying? Fucking pulling over, getting pulled over for speeding, maybe some racial profiling. Cause you know, that guy's a fucking racist, uh, skate you know skateboarding when you shouldn't be maybe you know having a having a little house party you know too loud past 10 p.m um etc i mean there is blue collar and 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 other kinds of crime but most people you know um the population about only like one to three percent of the population actually engages in crime believe it or not so most of our interactions with law enforcement and organized crime is minimal we're not part of that world so there was a lot of things for me to learn. I know I'm going to sound like a total nerd, uh, but these things were completely foreign to me. And, you know, since only one to three percent and three percent is in very deep crime ridden areas, like very deep crime. Three percent is a small number. Um, not all of us know how these things work. And I had to learn this shit through trial and error. And, um, you know, saying um, how both things work, how things in organized crime works. Uh, so you can make sense of your world, etc. If you are put in this program, because that's what gets you is the you don't have the heuristics for what's happening. And usually the feds or the local government who's putting you through this knows that you don't have heuristics. And so while your brain, they what they will do is they will starve you for information, expose you to traumatic things, and then only the same way a filter bubble works. You know, I talk about, I always sign off about uh, being deep inside the filter bubble is because yes, because of the way the internet, et cetera, how people have now, now look for information. Um, you know, it's all online. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to go to the fucking library to look this shit up. And what can happen is these people can put you in a filter bubble. And then they'll put you traumatic things and you're going to be like searching for things like, oh, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. Has anybody else experienced this? Because that's what you're going to do. Just believe me. That's what you're going to do. The same way that you have a fucking problem at your house. You're going to go on YouTube and be like, oh, how do I fix this hole in that wall? How do I, do you know what I'm saying? You go and yet that's what, that's just what humans do now. That's how our world is structured. That's how information is structured. So since I know that they will pigeonhole you in something called a filter bubble and then they will put. Um, bad and purposefully bad information at the top of search results, etc. whatever you're looking for, bad explanations for things to lead you down the wrong path. So you can't solve your problem. So since I've gone through this and I'm not any way an expert, but I can verify how these things work and I use sources. See, that's the great thing about reality is if you say something is true or not true, well, how can you, how can you verify that? That's nice that you're saying words. 
great. I'm glad you're saying words, Steve, but there's, how can we prove that's true or untrue using facts? It doesn't matter what words are. It matters what actions are. You know, um, that's very important because people, it's crazy how we all have this rectangle in our pocket that has access to all the world's information but people still rely on rumors and fucking private chats or whatever to get like, you know what I'm saying? To get expert advice or insight and from like, like that's nice, but how do you verify that? So you're just saying that, um, people just saying that, um, you know what I'm saying? Like it, the world is full of fake shit. I mean, I see just memes alone, memes alone, like memes have moved to a new level. Like now there's deep fake memes crazy like you know what i'm saying like a new news event will happen and they'll just slap someone else's face on like a movie scene or whatever it'll be seamless too and then they use fucking i'll see them use ais and all sorts of shit to customize the meme and a lot of these things are just like free shit that they downloaded off the app store like it's fucking nuts so in a world now where the the paradigm is shifting now it's this blurred lines of what is and what isn't true you have to bring sources when you say things credible sources like receipts okay if i say i spent five hundred dollars but then you look at my bank and it shows that there was no transaction for five hundred dollars well then guess what that never happened and now moving on that's it moving on end of discussion and you know bad information is everywhere and it's crazy how we are abs- we I, I really thought the internet, especially because I grew up pre-internet, it was going to be like this liberating thing. And now it's like, do you know how like uh, when you feel like you have a lot, of, like your dance card is full? Like I remember in high school and college, like I had, cool, I mean, I'm a talker, so I've always gotten along with broads. Um, I mean, bro, I had more female friends in high school, um, junior high, high school, college, then, you know, uh, dude friends. Um, and in college, you know, I had a, I hung out with a pile of gay dudes, but then they also had broads that hung out with them. And it's, you know, saying it's, uh, I think my brain's wired a little bit to the, to, you know, to the part, uh, you know, to the tune of someone who enjoys talking and communication, et cetera. And it was just something, I don't know, the dudes I knew growing up didn't like, I guess. I don't know, but I knew a lot of broads. Um, I had a lot of friends that were broads and, um, because I could talk to females, I always had my, you know, my actual dude friends. Everyone was always like, Oh bro, hook me up with blah, blah, blah. Cause I just, I just were friends with all the broads, you know? So I was always hooking up my, my fucking homies and yeah. Where was I going with that? Yeah. 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 So I talk a lot. I love talking. I love to discuss things. But at the same time, I only want to talk about true shit. I don't want to hear the gossip. How can I find out that's true? So in this podcast, I always bring the fucking receipts. And as you guys know, in the in the description, I will provide the receipts. Because it, you know what I'm saying? When we live in a world full of, full of information, all, you know what I'm saying? All that matters is what's true. Or what you could prove with facts. That's all that matters. And everything else is just bullshit. It's a waste of your time. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. 
you know, with all this information in your pockets, like uh, when uh, you have your dance card full, when there's lots of when there's a lot of broads or a lot of dudes like hitting you up and you kind of like, oh, I don't care. And you act nonchalantly and you don't really consider people like when I was younger. That's what I was getting at. Chase that rabbit. Um, but that's how we're dealing with information because we have all this information. It's like we we act like we're the hot chick. Like I don't need to check that. Blah blah blah. Like it's but we but you have all the information in your pocket. Like people are so smug, and they pass around bullshit. But that's nice. But you have all the answers in your pocket. How can you check if that was true, etc. So I w- I just want to reiterate. I always bring the receipts, and receipts are all that matters. Everything else is gossip. And if you say you believe something and you don't need any proof, that's, uh, you know, especially in the information age, that shows that you can believe anything without any proof. So you can join a cult, et cetera. And that makes you hot. And that, that compromises you as a person. If you can just say, I believe that that's just what I believe. Well, you know what I'm saying? Uh, part of being a grown up is being able to decipher reality. And, uh, you know, I just want to let you know that also Bigfoot isn't real and neither is Santa Claus. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? There's proof. Anyways, getting back to it, I always bring the receipts. You'd And part of being in this program is fucking not having the heuristics about certain things. So you're going to be upside down about stuff. So I bring the receipts. So all the things I'm going to be talking about today, I have receipts. I'm not just talking out of my ass. So because, you know, I didn't grow up in these streets or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't grow up in the hood. I hung out with a lot of grimy dudes like that was just because you know i really enjoyed hip-hop like a lot growing up like underground part that grew up in the golden era hip-hop you know what i'm saying like so and then so i started hanging out with you know crews in more seedy neighborhoods but that was because they were making music they had home studios um i got into the independent you know i'm saying hip-hop scene and then you know i started hanging out with those people just because of you know the music so, I mean, I, I hung out with people who were from those streets. That doesn't mean I have a degree in it. So I'm only going to be talking about things which I can back up with also sources. Because, you know, how lame is that shit? Like, I'm not going to try to come across like I'm from these streets. But I do know how things work by trial and error being through this program. Now, let's talk about organized crime. Organized crime will be unleashed on you as a way, as a proxy to do things that either local or federal governments cannot be seen doing. But overall, like they're not like people who are in organized crime, etc. They're not going to just fuck with you for no reason. And I want to talk about some of those reasons so you have a better understanding because when you're put in this heightened state, this heightened, excited state, put in fight or flight mode, you are going to be fed information that explains the situation that is not true. And you're going to have to go through your own trial and error. And it takes a very long time. And I wasted literal years trying to get to the bottom of shit. So first and foremost, some one thing to know about organized crime, how, why they will not mess with you. They should not be messing with you you know what I'm saying? So if you haven't committed a crime, okay, if you have not committed a crime, if you have not committed a crime, especially, you know what I'm saying, a crime that could be seen as like sexual deviancy, um, you know, being just a pile of shit, stealing money from an old lady, like, you know what I'm saying? Doing piece of shit things. 
you've never done anything like that, um, you shouldn't have to worry about organized crime. So if organized crime is on, you're on their radar, it's specifically for specific things because those guys, they're not trying to go to jail. They're not trying to add more things. Like there's not like, there's this misconception, like people who, you know what I'm saying? Live that life. They're not just like, oh man, who, who, you know, they're not wringing their hands like fucking Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget trying to think of all the fucking people that they can fuck with. Like that's a misconception. And unfortunately, a lot of people's heuristics is influenced by TV about, you know, cops are always the good guys and then criminals are the, always the bad guys, etc. And in being in this situation, you will learn that fuck is there just many, 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 many shades of gray on both sides of that spectrum. So that being said, why, you know, organized crime, if this is how you can do a process of elimination, organized crime won't mess with you if you don't mess, first and foremost, won't mess with you if you don't mess with their money. So that means, you know what I'm saying, blowing up their spot. If you see someone selling dope, you know what I'm saying, uh, I've seen many drug deals go on in like a fucking parking lot or whatever, one car roll up and another car roll up, one person will get in the other car. And then they'll be in there for like 15 minutes or whatever. And then one person will leave and maybe, you know, a little weed smoke will come out of the car, et cetera. And then they'll go on their way. Um, you know what I'm saying? Don't be a fucking Karen. Call the cops on those people. That's an adult and they want to ingest substances and that's what they want to do. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're not calling, if you're not being a fucking Karen um, and you're not messing with their money or messing with their ability to make money, et cetera, they're not going to fuck with you and they shouldn't be fucking with you. So if they are fucking with you and you're not doing that, it's time to move on to the next thing. It's trying to get to the bottom of what's going on because you're going to be gaslit that this is many things are happening or many things are the reason. And that's just to get you to waste your fucking time. So I'm saving you the time. They're not going to mess with you first and foremost if you don't fuck with their money. Think about it. Even if they're running girls, um, there is two sides to sex work. There's the people who is are forced into it. And then there's the people who just... They have questionable morals and they're okay with letting a bunch of strange wieners in them um, for money. And maybe they have substance abuse problems and that's just a regular way to get money. And those people also provide drugs. I mean, it just, it's whatever. So there's two parts of the spectrum. There's people who are forced into it. And that's so unfortunate. But at the same time, there are also adults who just make bad life choices. And that's, you know, to do with them. But, you know what I'm saying, not everyone who is, you know sucking dick is, uh, is, um, being forced to some people just don't care as long as they get money for whatever they're doing. And so, you know, that's also messing with their money. Don't, you know what I'm saying? If you know, there is some dude and he's selling ass and he's protecting some girl while she's selling ass. Um, cause that's usually the business relationship. Don't blow up the spot. Don't call the cops on them. Like, you know what I'm saying? The cops can, the cops know where all that shit's going down. It's always in shitty motels because of profit margins. Those guys don't want to pay more than a hundred bucks a day for a room because they got absorbed costs. It's still a business. Do you know what I'm saying? The cops know where that happens. It's happening in them and also in low price Airbnbs, believe it or not. Did you know that? Really low price Airbnbs. Um, what's usually happening with that situation is they will rent out a house and then they will, um, rent out the rooms, but the rooms will be like $35, $45 a night, whatever. But then they'll have like, 
uh, in the picture, there'll be a girl showing the room. And that's actually the girl you're going to meet. It's weird. And they'll have different girls in each picture of the different areas of the house. Like, looks like they're showing the house, but they're really advertising the product. And that's also a way that now selling ass is happening. But if you know that's happening, don't fucking blow it up. And the police know where that's happening. Don't blow up the spot. Don't fuck with their money. So that's, if you're not doing that and they're still fucking with you, then you can be like, okay, well then, why are they fucking with me? I'm going to move to the next one. Don't call the cops on them. Don't call the cops on them. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I live in San Diego. A lot of these gangsters, uh, you know, I guess we call them vatos or, um, yeah, vatos, I guess, is the, his, you know, the name for a Hispanic gangster, I guess. Um, and we have cartel people who are part of, like, the cartel. So you got to think about it. You know, gangsters are like local, you know what I'm saying? the opposite of local police and the cartel is the opposite of like the FBI. You know what I'm saying? There's, it's like a tier system and the F, you know what I'm saying? Just like the FBI controls the whole County, but then the cops control what happens in the cities. Same thing goes with gangs control what happens in the city, but they still pay stipends to the cartel to operate there. And there's a relationship. So that's important to know how that works. Um, but don't call the cops on them. Don't call the fucking cops on them. A lot of the, you know what I'm saying? Like, the cops know what's going on. Especially since, you know, this is the post-9-11 security state era we live in. You have no idea the amount of surveillance just local law enforcement has. And how they're, and how they just know what's going on. They know the game. Um, it's just all about resources and people, you know? So, don't call the cops on them. A lot of those guys, a lot of these guys in, in, in organized crime, they have substance abuse problems. A lot of them smoke meth. Cause it's cheap and they get it at wholesale and it keeps them working all day. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, they have their basic job and then they have their job where they sell dope or they run girls all night or whatever. So they have their cover job and, and, you know, smoking that shit keeps them moving all day. So, but smoking that shit has a side effect of delusions of grandeur. It, uh, retards the part of the brain associated with risk reward, etc. So they're going to get caught eventually. They're going to, they're going to overreach. Because not only are they smoking that shit, but that smoking that shit is, it affects their ability to make good decisions. So they're going to get caught up. Don't call the fucking cops on them. That's a good way to keep them away from you. That's another way to eliminate, oh, why is organized crime fucking with me? Well, I'm not calling the cops on them and I'm not fucking with their money. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Um, be polite to them. Don't be a fucking dick just because you understand that's obviously somebody in organized crime. Don't be a dick to them just because you know they're part of a group of people who might be fucking with you. But is that guy fucking with you? All right, then. These are all people. Um, I get fucked with these guys, but I don't initiate. I don't I don't initiate the unsavory interaction ever. I got enough fucking enemies, bro. I'm not trying to start shit with these people. Unfortunately, like I said, because lots of them do have substance abuse problems that also affects their ability to make good decisions. And. A lot of them like to start shit. Unfortunately, they do. They just do. A lot of them like to start shit because they also feel like, oh, well, if I start shit, I'm just going to go get three of my friends and we'll come back and kick your ass. I don't have to worry about getting my ass kicked by you. So there is a level of cowardice involved in people with organized crime. And I fucking hate that shit. The, you know what I'm saying? Many times where I'm... You know, one interaction, I remember I was by like a, a Vaughn's. 
And this guy shot me with that radi with one of those little radiation things, but it was like a small handheld version. There's these small little versions. And then there's larger versions that they go around in cars and they shoot. And he shot me with it. And I turned around and I was like, motherfucker, I'm going to fucking kick your ass, homie. Square up. And he's like, what? Do you want to fight me and my three friends? And I was like, Wait, what? What the fuck just happened? No, I don't want to fight you and your three friends. I want to fight you. Don't bring people in your drama. And I had to have this like conversation with this guy. No, I don't want to fight your three friends. I want to fight you. And he's like, no, I'm going to go get my three friends. He was literally saying this to my face. This little vato. He was saying, I'm, how about you fucking fight me and my three friends? It's like, no, don't write a check, you know, that you can't cash. But that happens a lot. And because these guys make bad decisions, but also... Being in like a gang or organized crime makes you think you can get away with things. And if you fucking are a piece of shit to people, you have your homies that'll save you. And it's 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 like, you know, oh, I got to go get my girlfriend to fight my fights kind of thing. And that sucks. But not all of them are like that, especially the cartel people, at least in San Diego. Those guys are trying to fly under the radar. They're not trying to get in trouble. The gangs usually those guys are actually American born. So they're a little more brass. They're a little more, you know what I'm saying? They're a little more brass with things. And then also the younger cartel kids. There's guy, kids that grow up in the cartel, believe it or not. The cartel, in, at least in Southern California, I know, especially in San Diego, they scout kids early, like ninth grade. But at the same time, they also scout girls in like ninth grade. Like, it's a different kind of people, you know what I'm saying? The cartel over there, you know, 15 years old is a woman. That's why they have a quinceanera. And so they will literally, girls at 15, they're hitting them up to start, you know, sucking dick for money, etc. They scout them in, in the high schools and then people that they already scout, they get, they teach them how to scout girls, how to lure them in, how to be a rake. Essentially, that's what it's called being a rake, um, where you flash cash to these young girls and start buying them things. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying, to groom them into sex work, but the cartel, when they get these young guys and they scout them and what they'll usually do, just like, you know, in that movie Desperado, that's a real thing that happens. You remember that kid that had the drugs and the guitar and you walk around? That's a fucking real thing that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it is just is. They use kids to move weight. They don't care. It's a criminal organization. They're in the business to make money. I mean, a lot of them act like they give a shit about family, but they don't put their own shit at risk. They just will. And plus, you know, that kid can't go to prison. So it's like, you know, is, is, is that a risk? They, they calculate that shit, but they, they scout these young kids and they have, they have these young guys then scout girls. And that's just the thing it is. And believe it or not, San Diego is basically is pretty much, I think if it's not number one, it's like number two in underage sex trafficking. And that's primarily because the cartels involved. And that spills over into Orange County, which is above us, and then going into L.A. County. But San Diego is because we're so close to the border and we have such a cartel influence throughout the county. Um, it's made San Diego one of the number one or number two um, cities in the nation for sex trafficking. Underage girls. Do you know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? The reason why they like the underage girls is because they... No, they can get more money for them because of how the, the risk involved, etc. And th and here's the crazy thing is if these guys weren't, if there wasn't an endless supply of full grown adults who are paying for this, they wouldn't keep doing it. But 
there's a reason why it's number one. And that's because there is just a fuck ton of people in San Diego, including law enforcement. I, there's news, there's news stories of even law enforcement getting caught up. What happens is the, you know what I'm saying? The, you know what I'm saying? They get offered, you know, a head or whatever. And then they, the cartel gets them hooked on. They, they, they'll start off with a girl who's like 18 and then, you know, he'll get a, the cop will get accustomed to that. And then they'll, they'll groom the people and then they'll bring in somebody else. And then that person will look young, you know what I'm saying? But they don't know they're 17 and then they'll keep going, going. And these cops, you know what I'm saying? Um, are being, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a hand, there's a handshake deal where, you know, if you hook me up with head or whatever, I won't bust you for sex trafficking in this Motel 6. And believe it or not, in Hawaii, that's a huge problem. In fact, it's not illegal for cops to have sex with sex workers in Hawaii. I think actually it just changed that law. But that's a normal thing that happens. Normal thing. Um, especially here in San Diego. And so then they'll try to get those cops and catch 22s and shit like that. Sooner or later, they got them in their pocket. And then they're like, hey, you know, we need you to do this for us or get our buddy out or help our buddy in a situation, whatever. And then they use that as leverage, kind of like a Jeffrey Epstein thing. But the fucking cartel does that shit like a motherfucker here in San Diego. Um, anyways, but yeah, be polite to these guys. Don't fucking be dicks to, you know what I'm saying? Because you're going to be in the situation if you are in the situation and they're going to, and there's going to be people who are being told to keep their eye on you. And they're just, they're just soldiers just doing what they're told to do. It's a rank system, just like the military. So don't be a fucking dick to them. They might just be told to keep their eyes on you. So I, I never start an unsavory interaction, but what's happened is, is because it's just like the military, it's like need to know basis. It's the compartmentalization of information. So let's say the local mafia boss knows that the cops want, has some cops that he's friends with say, Hey, fucking keep your boot on this dude for us. We can't be seen fucking with him, but we want you to fuck with him for us. He's going to tell his soldiers, but he no one's going to let you in on their nut. No one's going to tell you why. But if, you know, in case you ask why, they'll tell you a story. It's just like the military. It's a compartmentalization of information. You know as much as you need to know. But sometimes they'll tell them a story like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. Or, you know, he punched this, he fucked this one cop's fucking daughter or whatever. They'll just, they'll, and then we're, we're fucking with him on behalf of blah, blah, blah. But he's a bad guy, whatever. It's so they don't question you. It's so they don't question orders. But so a lot of these guys will be told fucking fantasies and shit about you. And so if they act unsavory to you, that's because they're acting based on what they've been told. And everyone believes their own tribe, whether it's true or not. Fucking a great example of this is everyone's everyone on the right is like against the vaccine. But the vaccine is Trump's vaccine. <laughs> Trump, the Trump administration developed it with Project Warp, Warp Speed. And then once the new guy came in, it became Biden's vaccine. But like, that's not at all what's true. But people just repeat things that their tribe says. So the red fucking, the, 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 the GOP, the red, the Republican side, you know, fuck that vaccine, blah, blah, blah. That's some right wing shit. No, no, no. That's the Republicans came up with that vaccine. But pe even so, even though they're mis, they're, they're, um, repeating bad information, it doesn't matter because it came from your tribe. So it doesn't matter if something's true or not my tribe is saying this. And so it doesn't matter if you know, it's true or not. These people, uh, who are being told to watch you will also be told bogus information about you. So that's why they might be a fucking dick to you. 
So if they're a dick to you, I say tell, be a dick back. I mean, there probably will be repercussions because, like I said, a lot of these guys, if they do start shit, they're, they're wimps. They don't want to get their ass kicked. Every single time I've challenged one of these people to a, to a fight, literally, I'll be like, man, fuck, fuck you, man. Square up because they do. They like to ambush you and shit. Every single time, what happens is they retreat and come back with like three friends. They, unfortunately, they don't know how to get their ass kicked. They don't know how to start shit and then pay for it. And that's unfortunate. But don't start it. If they start it and you react, then that's how you react. What will happen is if you react to their unsavory behavior, they will go back and tell their group of people that you fucking started shit with them. So even though we were supposed to watch this guy, he started shit with me and now we got to fuck with him because he's, he's fucking starting shit with me. But every single one of those guys does that. They like to start shit because they're just part of a gang. And a lot of them, when they go out, they feel the gang makes you feel like you're protected. Do you know what I'm saying? So a lot of these people will treat other people like dog shit because they know the gang will protect them no matter what, even if they're in the fucking wrong. And even though all of them do that, literally all of them do that at least once or twice, if not all the time, but they've at least done once or twice people who are part of organized crime and gangs, even though they start shit, all of them love to start shit. They love to act like they're the victim because they know the gang will believe them no matter what, even though they all know that they all fuck with people and then go and fucking jump that guy. Just cause like there was a problem in San Clemente, which is a town above San Diego County. It's in Orange County, but it's, it's like our hat. It's like Canada, San Clemente. It's like Canada and, uh, to, 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 you know, um, San Diego County, if San Diego County was us, San Clemente is like Canada. Anyways, um, just, just recently there was a group of soldiers because between San Diego County and, and Orange County, California, there's this humongous base. It's one of the three bases in San Diego. It's called Camp Pendleton. It used to be the world's largest base, but now I think it's like the second. Um, there's Camp Pendleton, and it's miles and miles. and It's humongous. It's giant Camp Pendleton uh, Marine Corps base. And um, so there's this buffer of like 10 to 50. There's like 10 miles or something like that. Buffer, you have to drive through the base on the 5 freeway. Uh, to get to the next county. It's like this buffer between the two counties. Between San Diego County and Orange County. Which then turns into LA County. Etc. And uh, there, you know, so we have Marines that exist in these cities. Just outside this major base. So San Clemente is one of those towns. And just recently. Just there was some local gangsters who started shit with some Marines and then they jumped these guys who were just enjoying themselves at the pier. And they, this happens a lot. They there's, you know, organized crime happens a lot and uh, organized crime. That's happens a lot in organized crime. They feel like the gang will protect them so they can just treat other people like shit, but they're not, not all of them, but just to protect yourself, don't start shit. Even if you know, they might be from the group that is following you, being told to follow you, whatever. Don't start shit with them. Just don't. It's not worth your time. Even if you kick that guy's ass. Just don't. Be polite. But if they start something, obviously you're going to do something. There'll probably be a consequence to it, but at least you know you weren't the asshole. I don't start shit with anybody. Unfortunately, you know, I've reacted to these guys just starting shit with me. 
But what happens is they go and they get on there. They, a lot of them like to use WeChat because WeChat has encrypted chat features. And so, and they, and believe it or not, gangs and organized crime use WeChat like a motherfucker. Because WeChat also allows them to call Mexico for free. And so they can talk to their relatives down there. So WeChat has become really popular between um, the Hispanic population, gangs, cartel, etc. Um, it's, it's, it's like the Mexican Facebook but so they get on WeChat and then they'll get on the group chat and they'll be like, this dude that I'm supposed to, yeah, you know, that motherfucker we're supposed to be, he just fucking started shit with me. Even though they all know that they all start shit because they've all party with each other where they go and they just go fuck up some dude just cause it's fun and they don't feel like it, they'll fuck with you. So just know that's going to happen. But regardless that that is a possibility, don't start shit. Be nice to them. Be polite to them. Um, another one, don't touch their property. If you know that there's some gangsters who've been told to follow you and you know, and you see their car or whatever, but they're not there, don't fucking touch their car. Don't touch their shit. It's going to be hard to not want to retaliate, but don't touch their shit. Don't fucking touch their shit. Don't touch their property. Don't touch their car. Don't throw shit at their crib. Okay. etc. Um, don't interact with females that you uh, might think come from that group because someone might claim them or, you know, a lot of those uh, little gangster girls, they also like to start shit. They also feel protection from the gang. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll say, don't say crazy things about you too. So just don't interact with them. Don't interact with them. Don't. So at least you can rule out. That's why these people are fucking with you because that's what this important is you have to rule things out so you can figure out what's going on. So don't fucking interact with females, even if they're fucking gorgeous, that you think might fucking herald from that group. Just don't. Just don't. So going over it. Why they won't mess with you. They are not going to mess with you if you don't fuck with their money, if you don't call the cops on them, if you're polite to them, if you don't touch their property, and you don't interact with their females. Perfect. Now, why will they mess with you? And this is non-gang stalking, COINTELPRO shit. Why will they fuck with you? Okay. They will fuck with you um, if you are wearing the wrong wardrobe or you're representing yourself as somebody that you're, you know, not, or maybe you look like you're from the hood, or maybe, you know what I'm saying, you dress like you're from a crew or whatever. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know what your background is. There's probably lots of different kinds of people out there. And if they confuse you or you're trying to front that you are somebody that you're not or whatever, they'll probably fuck with you. Like, who are you from? Where are you from, dude? You know what I'm saying? Are you from here? Should you be here? Etc. Um. Oh, and I want to go back to, you know, how I'm talking about how they start shit. Unfortunately, what I've understood is, believe it or not, it's the bilingual ones in organized crime and gangs who are actually the most malicious. That's because they, they, they step in both worlds. They're like a bridge of communication between the cartel guys who most, most of them only speak Spanish because why are they going to learn English? Why do I need to learn English? I'm from the most scariest, powerful group. Do you know what I'm saying? And then they all, but they also, um, communicate with the English speaking people who, uh, Mexicans who don't speak Spanish. So they're a bridge. So essentially, and especially if you know, you have like somebody who's like a boss and they rise the ranks and shit, 
the cartel guys are going to blindly trust that guy. And then the, the local gangsters, you know, the American born ones who speak English are going to blindly trust that guy, what the cartel guys say. And what I found out is people who are putting these positions often play both sides or, you know what I'm saying? They'll fucking tell the Spanish speaking only cartel guys a bunch of shit about you, especially in this situation that isn't true or whatever. So they can get a green light to fuck with you or they'll tell the English speaking people, this is what these cartels say guys are saying about this guy, whatever. And they can just lie. And since they're the bridge, they can just lie their ass off and they do. And they fucking do a lot. So the bilingual people who, um, are Americanized, but they speak fluent, both of them, and they rise the ranks. Got to watch out for those guys. They're fucking liars like a motherfucker. Um, because they understand that they're this bridge and they understand the power of that. And also if you factor in the whole, the gang's going to back me up no matter what I do shit, but they're very malicious. They lie a lot. They play both sides. Avoid those people like the plague. If these people have been told to fuck with you, avoid those motherfuckers like the plague and understand that those guys lie their asses off. They lie like a motherfucker. Um, it's just because they understand the power that they have. That this side who can't communicate with this side, trust me. And this side that communicates with that side, trust me. And I can say whatever I fucking want. The other side said, but, and they all blindly trust me to tell them both the truth because I'm from their tribe. And that just happens. And then, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, my interactions with those people have been the most malicious. Um... Yeah, why they will mess with you. Some, uh, so bilingual members, those motherfuckers will fuck with you because, you know what I'm saying, they understand the power they have. Uh, your wardrobe, don't front, don't wear colors, don't have a flag. I understand hip-hop's very popular now, and there's a lot of people who just dress from the culture, etc. Just don't. Um, they're gonna ask you where you're from, should you be here, etc. Just don't. In fact, I recommend dressing plainly during this experience, I dress plainly just because I don't want them to rob me because they've already been told to keep their eye on me. But a lot of these guys, like I said, they smoke dope and some of these guys fucking, you know what I'm saying? Their imagination gets away with them because a lot of them end up smoking too much of that shit. So I don't even try to look like, you know what I'm saying? I wear basic everything specifically for that. I'm just trying to eliminate factors and you should also do the same. Hold on. See, I knew this was going to run long, but this is important. Um, so yeah, going in, bridging into that dope fiends, they'll fuck with you just because they're dope fiends. Like I said, these guys get that smoke, that shit. And I'm talking specifically about meth, crack, whatever you want to call it. Um, they smoke that shit and it fucks with their head. Like I said, it scientific science says this, it, it retards, meaning it severely hampers the functionality of a part of the brain called the risk reward center. And that's why you have, hear these stories in the news of like meth fiends who sell their fucking babies for $4,000, you know, for more meth or what, like they don't know how to make good decisions and it slowly rots their brain away. And some of them are just dope fiends. And if they've been told to watch you, and they smoke that shit, they might just be wigging out. But that's something you should factor in. 
it's hard, it's easy to sit there and think like, oh, I'm the victim. It's because of this. There are other factors. And what's important is they're in this program, they're constant, you know, the, the people who've been assigned to you, you know, whether it's a group of feds from DHS or contractors that they hand you off to, because that often happens after DHS pretty much, you know, whoops your life's ass. Then they hand you over to contractors to just maintain pressure on you. And those contractors maintain relationships with organized crime. Um, but dope fiends. Some are just dope fiends and they smoke that shit and they just, they're, they bug. They're bugging, bro. Um, racism. You might get fucked with just because racism. Let me explain this. Because it seems like a weird thing to say brown and black people being racist towards you. But organized crime. And let me explain it so you can understand it. All Hispanic people are not in organized crime. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, their numbers are much higher because there's no justice in Mexico. Cartel runs everything. But there's a lot of people who just just want to run a business, whatever. Unfortunately, the cartel puts their nose on everything. They like to run, they like to run everything. They mean they run drugs. They own the avocado business. You know those that, that commercial avocados from Mexico? That's run by the cartel. But that's being advertised on the fucking Super Bowl. That's run by that's a cartel business. They stole the avocado fields from farmers because they realized the margins were so good. So you buy avocados from Mexico, you're buying cartel fucking avocados. Um, they run everything. They want to be involved in everything. And so they also like to everyone who's here illegally or what have you. You know, hey, do this for me. Hey, watch this guy. Hey, put this shit in that food. Hey, run this dope for me, whatever. Or I'll call fucking La Migra on you. You know what I'm saying? I'll call Border Patrol on you, whatever. So they're at the behest of the cartel as well. So you can't, you personally, uh, you know what I'm saying? You can't just sit there, you know, like I'm specifically talking about Southern California and different parts of the country we have different, but you know, the cartel is reaching, is reach, far reach in the United States. Like it's fucking everywhere now. Maybe less and more some in some areas of middle America, but it's increasing and they're moving forward and up, up through the country now. Um, so racism, let me put it this way. People in organized crime, and I'm specifically talking about organized crime, people within organized crime tend to only hang out with each other because they commit crimes, but there's a lot of people in a gang and those become your friends. So you know what I'm saying? Like, there's already that tribalism. And, you know, essentially most organized crime is race-based. You know, that's why they have the Russian mob, the Polish mob, you know, the Chechens, fucking the cartels, mostly Hispanic-based. Because they hang out with each other. They hang out with people from their tribes. And because of that, that often makes them very tribalistic. Now, what happens... When people go to jail, they have to side with a race. Now, a lot of these criminals are institutionalized, even for petty theft, but they still learn racism in the system. It it further solidifies race-based alliances. So racism is actually institutionalized into them as they progress through their criminal career if they get caught with something or whatever. So, you know, it ends up becoming a very xenophobic organization. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not from my tribe. Specifically people within organized crime, not all Hispanic people. Specifically within organized crime, Hispanic organized crime, there is an inherent racism. There is an inherent xenophobia because they all hang out with each other. Their kids play with each other. They go to back, they go to barbecues together too, outside of just running fucking dope and whatever. They also hang out with each other primarily because they all have not, not only that, but you know what I'm saying? Not only because they're all committing crimes and shit, but they also have shit on each other. And you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of, they already, it already fulfills all their needs. They don't need to venture out. And I'm not saying they hate all people, but I'm saying within organized crime, specifically organized crime, there's a, an enhanced xenophobia. And a lot of it is, you know, xenophobia is essentially racism. You can call it what you want, but what happens when a large group of people, if a large group of white people all got together and committed a crime towards one black person, what would we call that? Okay. Exactly. So there is racism specifically within organized crime because of the tribalism, because institutionalization actually bakes in racism into their brain. If you want to be protected when you're in jail, who, what do you do? You stick with your fucking race or else you're going to get fucked up. Exactly. And that it literally programs into them almost like a cult. So now it becomes us, you know what I'm saying? Now it becomes tribalism. So they will mess with you maybe just because you're fucking white boy or, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? You're from the brothers or whatever. Just because that on top of them being told to keep their eye on you, they might just start up some shit because they just like, man, fuck that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Just because you're not from my tribe. And there's this great joke. I forget what the fucking comedian is like. To say someone's right, you know, a lot of people are like, what? I'm not racist. What have you? And this one comedian, fuck, I forget his name. I'm sorry. But he has this great joke where he says, racism is like being hungry. Like, you're not hungry right now, are you? Right? Okay, then. Racism is like being hungry. Like, you're not spitting off xenophobic things out your mouth right now when you go to the store. But if an Asian person cuts you off in traffic... Or a white person cuts you off. All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, yeah, right? All of a sudden, now you're racist. So it's a passive-aggressive thing, but when aggression gets involved in it, it becomes a xenophobic racism thing. It is racist. It just is. It just fucking is. You can't be immune from it. And you can't say, you know, I'm not racist because, you know what I'm saying, I... I, I work with white people. Well, slave owners allowed their slaves to have fucking jobs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, I'm not racist because I, I, I fuck white girls or I fuck brown girls or whatever. Fucking slave owners fuck their slaves. Do you know what I'm saying? Just because you're not actively being aggressive to somebody doesn't mean you're not a fucking racist. It means you think you're better than that person just because you they are different than you purely because of that. And that's racism. And unfortunately, people think that, you know, other, other than white people can be immune to it. I mean, I don't think there's a race war, but it's, I want to specify, this is specifically organized crime. There is xenophobic racism, which might be involved in why they're fucking with you. They've already been told to put keep their eye on you. And they're thinking, man, fuck this guy. Fuck this, you know, fuck this dude. Just because you're different. You're not from the tri- fucking tribe. And that's just something that can happen. So not every time you get fucked with, 
is because, you know, the Illuminati's after you or some shit. Also, they'll fuck with you because it's just business. They've been told to fuck with you. In fact, I had one of these motherfuckers say that to me because he was talking a bunch of shit about, um, because they love to smear you, right? Compartmentalization of information. They love to fucking smear you to every, anybody and everybody. So they, no one helps you or they, or so no one gives you like, or is easy on you, etc. So they're going to smear you even to their people that they told to fuck with you. And this guy was going off about some shit about, um, he was calling me a child molester. And, um, I was like, okay, well, what is that based off of? What's the information based off of? He's like, well, I heard this blah, 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 blah. And I was like, so I showed him on my phone. I was like, do you know your internet service provider has a record of everything you've done? Idiot. Like if that happened, I'd be in jail. So if there's a receipt for everything that you do and the receipt doesn't exist, guess what reality is? And I walked him through that. And then finally he was just like, man, it's just fucking business, bro. And then he just admitted it. I fucking, it was like a breakthrough. It was like having a breakthrough in therapy. I was like, fucking finally. One of these motherfuckers is just honest. God damn. That shit fucking pissed me off. But he's like, man, it's just fucking business. You know, we got to fuck with you. And that will be a thing. Why people fuck with you. It's just business. Um, and then there's also, and I want to specify, because mainly my experience is with um, Hispanic organized crime. Now, I have gone to the north part of Orange County, believe it or not, in the northern part of Orange County, the Asian gangs, and believe it or not, Chinese gangs, like triads and shit, is up up in northern Orange County. And those are some serious motherfuckers. In fact, those Chinese gangs shot this radiation shit at me because from what I'm understanding is they put the APB on out on me. But what I'm finding is how many people in organized crime have access to these things. And now that I understand like and but like it's a it's a weird share of what the fuck is going on. And I personally think, or at least on my issue, I think they're trying to change the problem so they can change the narrative. This started in San Diego where these organized crime was given these radiation weapons so they can force people out of businesses and homes, etc. Because they thought all they they thought they had all these fucking rats here because I opened my mouth about that JFK Jr. shit and it turned this bitch upside down. But they can't do that legally, so they used a form of weaponry that's both silent and invisible and just informed them, right, what they're doing to them. But since they're controlling everything and they're and they're keeping them under a watchful eye before they're someone's given the um, green light to be fucked with. Um, I think what they're doing is they're trying to change the narrative. Now they're trying to permeate these things. So it seems like an organized crime problem, but you know, I was on base in camp Pendleton. I was, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right by the Miramar air force base. And this shit was being shot at me from the other side of the fence on the base. At one time I was on camp Pendleton base and I was getting shot at me by fucking cars on the base because I had to Uber drive because they made it so I couldn't find any work. And one of the things was I was, you know, had to go drop off. I would pick up uh, soldiers at the bars and shit like that off the base and then go drop them off. But Camp Pendleton, like I said, is huge. You can drive in one direction for 45 minutes and still be on the base. It's that big. And that would happen. 
and I would go drop somebody off way, you know what I'm saying, way in the middle of the base to some barracks. And on my way back, you know what I'm saying, I would get ambushed constantly on base with this radiation shit. So it will start off as a U.S. military problem, I think, because if you change the problem, you change the narrative. Do you know what I'm saying? If I say, yo, this is the fucking government doing this shit. But fucking... Then they start handing these weapons out to organized crime. Now you can shift the narrative to like, what? No, this is an organized crime problem. Do you know what I'm saying? If you change the problem, you change the narrative. So you can, it's a way of like, do you know what I'm saying? Like uh, sweeping your tracks behind you. You change the problem, you change the narrative. Then you can protect yourself from people finding the original cause of shit. Um... I think the last reason that they'll that you'll get fucked with, right? That's not because you're in the program, is because, like I said, this is specifically in you know Hispanic gangs. Is you know besides the fact that I think that they're trying to change the narrative by trying to change the problem, is there's something called machismo where they just uh, you know saying unfortunately there's just a lot of pride um, in Hispanic culture. I mean the language itself is sex based. That's why you add O or ah at the end of words. Like it's baked into the culture. It's a very sexualized culture where men have a role and women have a role. And um, there's something called machismo, which is just, you know, macho-ness, being a macho dude. And uh, sometimes these guys will just, because they've got an ego, will be a dick. But there's all these factors and it's a, it's a spectrum of things. And you have to check if this guy's just... You know what I'm saying? You know, one of those bilingual gangsters that... Those are some fucking... Yeah, those are some um, malicious motherfuckers. Especially those guys rise the ranks. Because they got their feet in both worlds and everyone just blindly trusts them. Um, If you're falsely representing yourself, if you're from, like, you might be from a crew or whatever and you're trying to dress, you know, you know, maybe something like a culture you represent or whatever now, and but it triggers them because they come from a different world. Uh, they might be dope fiends. There is racism. Um, it just being business or macho-ness. Now, let's go to the other side of the fucking spectrum. Let's go to law enforcement. And the relationships of corruption that exist in law enforcement. Because we were talking about organized crime. And I think I covered most of the bases of why you would get fucked with. And how you will not get fucked with. You know, don't call the cops on them. Don't fuck with their money. Be polite. Don't mess with their property and don't interact with females that you think might be from their group just purely because you don't fucking know what's going on with that. Um, Now, law enforcement and government partnerships with organized crime. Uh, Yeah, you can tell I'm out and about recording this podcast. Um, Law enforcement and government partnerships with organized crime. The government since World War II has worked closely with organized crime. Um, and that story is number number four in the description. I have all these... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's back up. Let's back up. No, 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 no. Let's go back to the gangsters. Now, there is this narrative that the gangsters mess with... Uh, and I've been smeared with this... They mess. They'll. They're. They're messing with me, or they'll mess with you because you're a child sex offender. And I will tell you, bro. Like, 
this is a fantasy within now this is like a total fantasy within um criminal groups and gangs and shit like that because like these guys know they shouldn't be smoking dope and they you know their relationships with their family get fucking diminished being part of organized crime and smoking that shit so a lot of these guys they're trying to fucking get into heaven and so what cops do is they provide this fantasy and they will point organized crime or just, you know what I'm saying, some institutionalized son of a bitch to someone and say a bunch of crazy things about you to that guy. And like I said, there's this fantasy where these guys, they know they fucked up their life and a lot of them are trying to get into heaven. That's the best way I can put it. And so these cops know they're inst- these guys are institutionalized and they're kind of dumb. And they will, you know what I'm saying, tell a dog to bark at something, essentially. And this is uh, a fucking fantasy. And a lot of even, a lot of criminals even lie about this. They'll lie and say like, oh, I killed my cellmate because he told me he was was a child molester or whatever. Here's the thing about that. And there is this video that's been making rounds around the internet. That has been like a call to arms by a bunch of fucking assholes who, who haven't even bothered to look at the Megan's Law list. They don't even know about the sex offenders in their, in their area. When I was going through this shit and people were trying to smear me, I had to literally do that. That's something I never thought I'd cross off my list. Is And I specifically went to the most heinous offenders. There's a charge called forcible penetration of a child. So child rape, essentially. So I went around and I and I interviewed like over 400 like child rapists. No bullshit. It took me four and a half days or so. Um, and I just went door to door and I pretended to be from just a local journalist who was investigating, you know, a story. And I have video of this. I have video of it. I've talked about it all the time. No, StephenBeck.com. Just to show that that is not the reality. But here's the thing is because those rumors are so, it's very salacious and... No one knows even where to start to check if that shit is true. And a lot of people don't know how to check if something that crazy is true. So there's this, um, one of these videos that's going around and a lot of these like three percenters and these no step on snake kind of fucking dudes. Like I've seen them posted like a million times. I'm part of those groups just because I enjoy the second amendment, but I see them doing the rounds. And unfortunately I know that's not true, but with facts, but with facts. Here's the video. I'll play it for you. You can hear the audio. And I have a link to it. It's uh, link number three in the description. Here, here, and they even put it to like this uh, solemn music and shit like that. But listen to this. This is a guy trying to say why he killed his cellmate. And it was because he told me all about this kid. So I had to kill him. Listen to this guy. I killed him because he was a child molester. But you didn't affect him. Oh, sure. And you intended to kill him. Oh, sure. Yes. It was my bunkie, and I had found out that he was in prison for uh, child molestation. Really bad case. So uh, that night he was trying to justify why he did it. And I just told him to be quiet. And he would have to leave in the morning to find a new cell. But he continued to talk about it and try to justify it. So he was a little bit bigger than me. So I got down there and I cool so cool story bro right and this is doing rounds etc but here's the thing about that all child molesters 
and all sex offenders go in something called protective custody. And that's under number three, too. That's number three B. And I will point to that story that has all the sources for that. It's um, and it goes into all that. So it's impossible for that guy who's just supposed to be a general inmate to be stuck with that person. In fact, they put special wristbands on them and they have since the 90s because those guys end up getting killed a lot. So then they had to change the policy. So sex offenders are purposely put in a different part of the jail. They don't even interact with people. So keeping that in mind. So that's a total fallacy. He just told a fancy story because he killed his fucking inmate. And here, go to number 3C, link C, and you'll hear, here's a story of this of the of a similar story where this guy killed his inmate killed uh, uh, this guy knew about the murder of an inmate and they lied about the details about why it happened etc these guys are just fucking institutionalized morons that dude was in protest that guy was also in protective custody for a fucking reason if that was even true but that wasn't true because fucking sex offenders and child molesters specifically get put in a different part of the jail so it was impossible for that interaction to have happened. So he just lied. He just made it up. But thankfully, I have access to all the facts and the sources. So unfortunately, you know, it sounds like I'm fucking upset. Well, you have to understand, I went out of my way to prove these people like, look, bro, there would be a receipt. Here's me doing a fucking uh, polygraph. The cops came to the polygraph. Here's me going to the district attorney's office. I uploaded that video. Here's me going to the fucking police station. Hey, I'm going to wait here for an hour. These are all the things people are saying about me. Go check them if they're true, because if they were true, there would be a receipt. And I'll wait here so you can arrest me. I have that up on the internet. Like, it's that discussion is over with. But what happens is they don't want that narrative out there. They want a bunch of criminals... They want to, like I said, they want to get a bunch of dogs to bite something. So they hype them up. But this story right here, first, that guy's lying. Secondly, like I said, there's number three and then B, sex offenders, all sex offenders are put in a different part of the jail. That would have never happened. So he just lied. And then here's another story where inmates regularly lie about why their cellmates get murdered. So it's, but it's doing all these rounds because all these people who think, you know, it's not even a reality that exists and it would have never happened and they would have never crossed paths just purely based on how the shit is set up and like, but it's doesn't matter that fucking shit gets passed around and he's heralded as a fucking hero and shit. And I get it. Like, yeah, fuck, you know what I'm saying? People who fucking touch little kids, they should be fucking, they should be fucking raped in the ass with a pineapple, but that's not true because they specifically structure it. So that shit doesn't happen, but it's just a lie and it just gets passed around. It upsets me because I've had to fend my, defend myself after going through painstaking process of literally showing people what reality is. But because the control of information, because law enforcement is involved, federal law enforcement, and, you know, I've even searched online for all sorts of things, seeing what they're trying to smear me with, what there might be a deep fake or what the fuck ever. Um, I can't find anything. And here's the thing about that. I was professionally trained in something called reputation management. It's part of being a digital marketer. And because, I mean, there's tons of small businesses that probably get those calls. Oh, do you want to do reputation management? But I would do that for people professionally as one of the services I provide. It's part of learning something called search engine optimization. 
And I grew up in the, and I fucking learned that shit in the trenches. I fucking learned that shit from one of the two people who invented search engine optimization. There was two people back in the early 2Ks. One was literally called SEO Inc., Search Engine Optimization Inc. So he's the guy who invented it. And there's another one called RWG or Right Way Gate. And those were the two guys who literally invented um, the practice of search engine optimization. I learned it from the second guy. Reputation manager. I am a professional at finding things buried. People would people would pay me to to find and bury uh, videos of their ex girlfriend who that have gained traction, um, etc. I'm a fucking professional at it. I can't find anything under me, my name, etc. And I know all the ways to do Google power searches, how to find things on the Internet Archive. If it's somewhere on the net where someone's trying to smear me, they're specifically hiding it. There's something called a no robots. Or not no robot. There's specific ways to hide things from search engines, etc. So if they're hiding it, that means that they don't want me to see it. Why wouldn't you want me to see what you're saying about me? Is it because lies are expensive? Well, I mean, we learned that. And with Fox News and the fucking Dominion voting machine um, case, we learned that lies are very fucking expensive. So if there is something out there about me, it's because lies are expensive. But like I said, if it sounds like I'm, up, I'm fucking pissed off, it's because... You have no idea what it's like to get shot with this radiation shit. And then you're like, maybe these people just need facts to make good decisions. No, they don't. They enjoy the fantasy because part of the fantasy is that they're going to get into heaven. And here is an example where even a fucking criminal completely lied about something. The happening. Jail's not even structured that way. I know these motherfuckers put me in jail under false charges that I had to still fight just so they can try to get these fucking gangsters to kill me in jail. I know personally, I got the fucking rundown. I know personally from personal experience and, you know, because I can point to things like sources and information. So just don't trust what you see on the internet. And people get caught up in the narratives of shit. They don't get caught up in the facts of things. Sorry I seem a little pissed off, but fuck. I had no idea this was some of the smears, but like... Ugh, fucking yikes, bro. Hey, at least it's fucking personal experience, so I know. All right, law enforcement. Why would fucking law enforcement fuck with you? So getting apart from that, why would law enforcement fuck with you? Law enforcement works closely with organized crime. So does federal law enforcement and even the military. And um, number three, number four in the comment and the description of the podcast, you'll see where... The Navy worked closely with the Mafia to protect our harbors during World War II. And it's a whole fucking story on how the military has close relationships with organized crime and the Mafia. That's number four. That's a source, you know, sources of information. That's how you, you know, dictate reality is sources. Sorry. So that's the thing. That's a real thing. And you have to understand that. If you're getting fucked with and organized crime is fucking with you and you haven't done anything on that list I described on why they would fuck with you, it's because the U.S. government has a relationship and they have, have had these relationships literally since the Second World War. And there's the first case of it being documented, but it's it's a normal thing. Um, and, you know, one of the things that San Diego is good for is there is people who are like third generation Mexicans that live here. Um 
And even though they are, might be part of organized crime, they still, and, but they haven't gotten caught by the police yet. And they sign up to uh, become, you know, get in the Marines and shit. And they, sh- and they learn how to get taught professionally by the government to learn how to shoot, etc. And um, then those guys, after they're done with their contract, they'll go back to the cartel and they'll fucking go and train all their buddies, etc. Now that's, that's better training, etc. But then also the military maintains relationships with those people. They know they, act, they are active with them. In fact, I'm going to add a note to number four. Number four. I'm going to do number four and there's going to be a link A and number four A. I'm doing it right now. Do do and B. And this is going to be a link that shows you all the gangs that are known to be within our nation's military. Hold on. Organized crime military. Mm-hmm. It's just it's important to know how these things work. Because what happens is people think their emotions are real. And like, homie, relationship, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, your emotions are the least real thing. Facts are real. What's that dude, uh, what's that guy that says facts don't care about your fucking feelings? Ben Shapiro. It's true. But, so yeah, this is going to be 4A in the, I'm making the note right now. 4, 4B, this link right here. I'm going to talk more about it. Where there is a gang, strong gang presence in the actual military. And it even tells you the gangs. This is a Wikipedia page. 18th Street, Almighty Vice Lord Nation, the Aryan Brotherhood. So yeah, we have white supremacists in the military. And in fact, a very large presence. Uh, the Asian Boys, the Bandidos, the Barrio Azteca, Black Disciples, Bloods and Crips are involved in the military. Gangster Disciples, Hells Angels, Ku Klux Klan, the King Cobra Boys, Latin Kings, Mexican Mafia in general. MS-13 has a large presence within the military. The Norteños, the Sureños, the Tap Boys, the Tiny Rascal Gang, uh, Vagos, and the White Power Skinheads. And that's just some of them. But it has all the fucking sources, etc., of all these people who are who go into the military because recruiters don't give a shit. They're trying to hit the, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to hit targets. That's how a lot of these guys get in. Um they don't care. They're just trying to hit recruitment goals. I mean, fucking A. Uh doesn't Russia didn't Russia allow people out of prison? Um, as long as they would uh participate in the war against Ukraine, like, it's a normal practice, you know what I'm saying, it just is, but they maintain these relationships, and number four, even though number four A shows how we were close to the mafia, like, the military, the feds, even local law enforcement maintain relationships with organized crime, because there are things that the U.S. government cannot be seen doing, like, you know, violating your constitutional rights, or trying to kill you, Etc. So they have these relationships with these people. They're open relationships. Um, they're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just important to know that exists. So even if organized crime is fucking with you, it doesn't mean that organized crime has a problem with you. That's why I thought that was important for you to, uh, to know. Now, number five in the links. 
Yeah, that shit pisses me off. Like, all these people passing around some shit, and it's like, bro, none of these people even know how jail fucking works. You don't even know how jail works. Man, I couldn't believe that. When I saw that video, I was like, what the fuck? This fucking liar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've never been put in jail, first off. Second off, none of these people even know how that shit works. It's been that way since, like, the mid-fucking 90s. Like, he wouldn't even have been near this guy. Like, it's that's the fucking crazy thing. And, you know, I show that case where people fucking regularly just make up these fucking crazy stories about, oh, how, why is your silly dad? Oh, well, he told me that, that. Shut the fuck up. Shut up, you fucking incarcerated dope. Anyways, number five. If you click on number five, wait, let me go. I, I'm getting off my. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number five. You click number five in the description. Here is a video that I have. Now, I have this full-length video on our Odyssey page. I recommend you get an Odyssey account. Odyssey is the last great place where you can post whatever the fuck you want. It it really is. Get an Odyssey account. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think, oh, this is going to get taken off Facebook, I mean, fucking Twitter even takes some things off. Like, not everything goes on Twitter. I mean, Elon Musk is really trying. The thing is, is like, you know, so you also got to run a business. He's doing this, you know what I'm saying? Not that I fucking know the motherfucker, right? Uh, But what's it called? It's a balance, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's letting us try to say whatever the fuck we want as much as he can. But at the same time, like, motherfucker's just not going to spend all this fucking money and then not try to make money. But at the same time, I will tell you, going off on the side... Elon Musk, he had this vision for the X app for a long time. So even though he talks that, you know what I'm saying, he paid too much for it, he actually didn't. Here's why. There would have been no way for him to get X off the ground without an existing user base. To start up a social media company from scratch, the window on that is kind of gone. I mean, even people aren't even really using Snapchat that much. It was kind of like a fad. Um, but he would not be able to get his X app off the ground unless he had an existing user base. So he actually didn't pay too much for it. He has a mission. He wants to do a model where he wants to have like an everything app and many other large nations, China, India, etc., have already that format and it's a proven format. So he already knows the business model works too, but he would not have been able to do that in the American mar- market if he didn't buy an, an existing valid user base. And Twitter was perfect for that. Who knows if he tries to twi- change Twitter to X. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he will. Maybe X will be like an app environment inside Twitter. However he's going to brand that. But understand that he would not be able to make X happen unless he purchased an existing valid user base. Which I think is also the reason why he's trying to get everyone verified on top of that. Because when this does finally come to fruition, I think Twitter's going to be pretty much worth more than every other social media company. I can totally see, I'm not going to talk too much, because I can I can see where he's going with this shit. Like, buy Twitter stock now. That's all I got to say. Anyways, going back to what I was saying. Um, here's this video. It's number five where it describes that private military companies like Blackwater, and so aside from organized crime, right, associations with law enforcement, or so organized, like federal law enforcement, the military, and local law enforcement. Ooh, let me talk about that. 
before we go on this number five in the description. Let me, let me wrap on this, even though you probably got the link open. Let me also add that it's a regular practice for pretty much every city in America that has a law enforcement um, department to maintain their vice cops. You know, their undercover cops, the ones that go in and figure out what's going on with the crime environment maintain relationships with the largest gang in the fucking city and or county, however it's structured. This is because it actually makes crime go lower. Did you know that? Because what happens is the vice cops figure out the structure of an organization, right? They get in, they get involved, they figure out who, how it's structured, etc. And then it's almost like this agreement, like, hey, we won't fuck with you since you guys are the biggest organization here in town. We won't fuck with you as long as you rat out all the other up and comers and all the little street gangs, etc. Because since you're kind of the biggest game in town, you're going to be touching all this business, etc. You're going to find all these little nooks and crannies. So what we want you to do is we won't fuck with you as long as you rat out all the other guys, all the smaller groups, all the smaller gangs, etc., rat them all out to us about their movements, what they're doing, etc. Who's new in the circles, you know what I'm saying, who's an up-and-comer, um, etc. So what these, whatever the dominant or criminal organization is in your town or county, what they will do is maintain a relationship with law enforcement and rat out all the other gangs. And um, what that does is it keeps them at the top but it also makes, but now it also makes the cops look really, really good because now it looks like they're making all these arrests and they're keeping crime numbers down, etc. The reason why is because they're not fucking with the people who are committing the crimes, the, the, the biggest organization, but they're getting all these arrests of these little guys. So it makes them get their crime numbers up on top of that. And it makes the cops look like they're doing their fucking job. So this is an active relationship. So understand that most law enforcement also has a relationship with whatever the largest organized crime is in your area. So that's another way that they get, like I said, if you don't have any business with organized crime, you didn't fuck with their money, you're not insulting them, you're not touching their property, you're respecting them, which you should because they're humans. But they're still fucking with you. Understand those relationships exist with law enforcement, even local law enforcement. It's a it, Because it's a very good strategy to keep crime down because the, the largest organization in your region or city... They just want business. They're, a crime is a business. It's a business first. Crime is a business. So they just want business to keep going. And if they need to rat out everyone else and they don't get fucked with and then they get to keep going, that's fine. It makes everybody look good. It makes crime go down. It's kind of a good deal at the same time. But what happens is, is when law enforcement does something fucked up, they harness that relationship to have those people go after you. So if you're going through this program and you're like, why are these fucking... I don't have any business with these fucking people. They're on. Understand that. You're like, well, I, those cops were fucking fucking with me or whatever. But now I got these games. Like, that's why. Because the vice cops have a relationship with people within local criminal organizations. And feds, you know, like the FBI have fucking relationships with the cartel. And, you know, if you go to number five in the link, it goes to a tweet. But there's a tweet right before that number five in the link where I taught and scroll up to the very top. And, you know, every once in a while I'll have to remind people because rumor mills, I'm finding myself having to fucking make these tweets every once in a while. 
reminding people how corruption is structured because what happens is I'll address rumors, etc. right? There should be no more discussion. Like, yes, I witnessed some very corrupt things. U.S. government is not my friend. They want to make my life hard. That's what's happening, bar none. How I proved it is because there would be a receipt. Um, right? There would be a fucking receipt. And all the other speculation I handled like a fucking gentleman. Like, I didn't even need to do those things. But, you know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, that shit gets away from people. And then people try to fucking try to spin people off in other directions. It's like, man, there's no more to talk about. You keep talking like, you keep talking like this wasn't addressed. It was addressed. It's just unfortunate for you, especially people in organized crime or some people within the media, because those people want to, you know what I'm saying, are, there's a lot of people in the media that are aligned with um, the feds, intelligence agencies, etc. So they even try to help people step on you because, you know, the media, you know, like we learned with Mockingbird Media with the church committee hearings. And so they'll get shit spinning and I have to keep reminding people like, look, this was already settled. There is nothing more to talk about just because you managed to say the right fucking words in the right order that makes people now fucking question and can be confused. Like, let me just remind you. Okay. This is where I've been dealt with in every fucking fashion. There's no more argument about this. Let's focus on the fact that this corruption is happening, but you know what I'm saying? I'm constantly having to, so I post these every once in a while just to show people. But if you scroll up from that one tweet, and number five, the first there's this. Okay, so aside from organized crime and the relationships that law enforcement has with them, well, let me check my uh, time on this podcast. I also got to do the weekly wrap up, but I wanted to give you another Cointel Pro nugget because it's the only reason why you're fucking here. Um, but I love to do the wrap up on the news because. It's important. You're not being told everything. You're, you, you know what I'm saying? And I love to be, I love to stay hyper vigilant and call out the bullshit. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a public service I do. Anyways, so if you tap number five on the description, 28 minutes in the second part. Okay. Um, here's a clip from a video you can find on my Odyssey channel. I recommend you getting a membership with them where private military companies like Blackwater, check out this video. It's, uh, it's an interesting mix of uh, former special. Hold on. So who works for Blackwater? It's uh, it's an interesting mix of uh, former special forces guys, all the way down to general infantry guys who have left active duty service. Now they also have uh, law enforcement, former state troopers. There are many tiers of uh, of Blackwater operators. So there's that's another interesting thing to understand how corruption is structured on the law enforcement side, right? We already talked about the organized crime, how that is structured and why they might be fucking with you outside of being part of the program. But uh, number five is, especially around towns where, cities, where there's a large military base or government infrastructure, um, military contractors are recruiting everyone. Think of them like a private intelligence agency. Um, And they're free-floating because they do business for the government. But at the same time, they like to know what's going on because they don't trust the federal government, even though they do business with them to keep it real with them. They, you know what I'm saying? Um, they like to keep the ear to the ground in case they find out the government's doing something so they can get contracts and they use it as blackmail. Um, they put their feelers out there, bro. It's a uh, power struggles. A lot of people don't get exposed to how this, this shit works. So this guy who studies Blackwater, this guy is on C-SPAN. C-SPAN is not going to fucking invite someone there unless they vetted the fuck out of them. 
And this guy's an expert on Blackwater. And this guy, from his research, discovered... What was his name? I want to give him his fucking flowers. His name is... So who works for Blackwater? Special Forces guys all the way... Well, fuck. Down to General Infantry guys. His name is Jenry, Jeremy Scahill. Scahill. Anyways, this guy discovered that law, like private um, military contractors work within the United States actively. They hire former Marines. They hire just general infantry, right? Riflemen. They hire even law enforcement to be moles inside law enforcement departments, especially around military bases. And San Diego is the largest concentration of military, former military, military veterans, and government uh, security clearance-based employees in the world. And with the country with the largest fucking military, that's saying something. And we have three major military bases. We have the Coronado Navy Base. We have the Miramar Air Base, which is a military air base. And we have a military base, Camp Pendleton. It's basically Mecca for the military. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Pentagon is the corporate headquarters, but where business gets done is here in San Diego. And there's a fuck ton of rich people that want to stay close to this military power who live in an area called Rancho Santa Fe, which is right outside Del Mar, where we have the where the world-renowned Del Mar racetrack is. They live a little inland from the Del Mar racetrack. It's called Rancho, it's called Rancho Santa Fe. And that's where billionaires live. Also in La Jolla, I think. Um, it's, La Jolla, it's La Jolla, Del Mar, Rancho Santa Fe, where all of our billionaires live here in San Diego. And there's a fuck ton of them. They do that. They keep headquarters here because they like to stay close to power. And they have a lot of military contracts. And lots of tech companies. I mean, the head, the global headquarters for Qualcomm is here. Um, Genentech, all the biotech. I mean, San Diego is basically Silicon Valley for biotech. You know, all the companies that um, made a bunch of money during the pandemic. Yeah, San Diego. Military mecca. Biotech. Injections and everybody. Hmm. Anyways. Um, but this guy discovered that they have feelers and they hire cops. They hire former military, formal, just riflemen, just basic riflemen, et cetera. And they make like $10,000 a month working for these people. Crazy money being inside guys, et cetera, for Blackwater. And then it was called Z and then it was called Academy. And then, but this is a common practice. So also understand that if you live in a military base and you're going through this program or near one or in a city that's around one, there are, there are law enforcement officers who also work for private military companies on the down low. They don't tell the fucking people in their cop shop about that shit. They do it on the fucking DL and they work for these people collusively. And there's a lot of ways to compensate somebody. You know, it's not just a check and sometimes it's not direct and there's just but they work for them. People in law enforcement work for people like Blackwater, giving them inside intel, doing shit for them. And they, you know what I'm saying, in cities around, you know, where Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, fucking around the Pentagon and San Diego, because it's around the hotspots of that industry. And it's, you know what I'm saying, it's all about infrastructure. And so there are many people, there are many cops, especially around military communities in the cities that, uh, surround those bases um, that work for these private military companies on the down low and they'll do shit for them. So if the U S government has somebody they don't like and 
they can't be seen fucking with this dude, they'll hire a military contractor. Especially if you live around a base or you might have gotten on a shit list because maybe you work for, you know what I'm saying, the the intelligence community or maybe you work with a job that has clearance or you're a whistleblower or they were watching you and they know that you stole some files and you're planning on being a whistleblower or whatever the fucking case. So there's lots of local cops who work for private military companies. And they will sell you the fuck out. They'll do things on behalf of those companies, etc. They will, you know what I'm saying, fucking spread shit about you within the law enforcement community there to help fulfill the duties that they were paid to do collusively by the private military contractors. That relationship exists, but since people don't know, and that video has been buried in the internet, it's buried. This is buried information. You should go to my Odyssey channel. It's full of information that's been fucking buried, and I want to keep a collection of it because people don't know how things work and people are kept specifically ignorant about how this shit really works so you know understand that cops also work for private military companies especially around military bases so if you're not if you're having problems with law enforcement that could be a reason is that they have an inside guy and he's causing a lot of fucking problems aside from the fact there's also inherent corruption um, let's see, there's also, let's say you're in a localized version of the program. It's important to know that there are gangs within law enforcement. That's right. There are cop gangs. That is number do, do, do. Let me see what number that is. Pardon me, my, my tum tum. I guess I'm going to have to make a number 10. I'll have to make it. Oh, number 9. I'll make a number 9. It's going to be number 9. Oh, wait. No, no. That's number... I'm sorry. It's number 5. Go to number 5. Guys who have left active duty service. Now they also have uh, law enforcement. Not that guy. So that is part of a tweet thread. And if you go to the very first tweet in that tweet thread... So you go to that link under number five and you scroll to the top, right? You'll see uh, our editor has been subject to his food being tampered and radiation exposure since 2011, not a few years ago. Organized crime is a proxy of the U.S. government to harass our editor. And maintains relation and the U.S. maintains relationship with organized crime to do things they can't be seen doing. 2011, period. And if you click on these four images, here's a story with well, the New York Post. This is the story of how the Navy made a secret deal with the mob. Um, here's an Al Jazeera, you know, how the CIA manages the, here's a Mexican, uh, here's a Mexican government official admitting the CIA manages the drug, drug trade. And that's from an Al Jazeera, uh, news source. Then there was that plane that crashed, had four tons of cocaine in it. We all know about that. That's a, that was a public story. They like to bury that. Here's the pictures of that plane, all the cocaine they found. And they found out that the CIA was running a fuck ton of drugs because they, that's how the CIA funds itself. Um, you know, they don't get the budgets that they want, so then they have to find ways to do it, and drugs is a guaranteed way to make money to fund, you know, the next PSYOP. Um, and then the fourth image in that is, here's a guy, here's an informant who helped the U.S. catch drug lords, so he was a fucking uh, high-ranking boss within organized crime because they maintain those relationships, and um, he was ratting out everyone, and he's mad because he wasn't paid the $5 million to help catch 
Colombian um, drug lords. But because they main, they maintain relationships with people deep within organized crime, and they use them to essentially um, get rid of you if the fucking U.S. government does something bad. But the second tweet it says, "Don't trust what the government tells you, even your local government." Here's a news story from uh, NBC, where deputy gangs. Here's the title: "Deputy gangs, a cancer." This is link number five. It's the it's the link right above, link uh, in the in the tweet thread. It's uh, Deputy Gangs, a cancer within the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Scathing report says, The 70-page report by the Civilian Oversight Commission Special Counsel accused the department of harboring secretive groups that must be immediately excised. So there are gangs within the the law enforcement, and they have their own tattoos, and they... um, It's basically like um, Rampart, if you don't know about the Rampart scandal, but all over the place. And... That's, you know, a lot of these cops, they have cliques, and they commit crimes together. Some real fucking training day shit. Um, And they have their own tattoos. It's pretty crazy. But you should also know that there is organized crime cliques even within law enforcement. So that's important to know how this shit is structured. Because if you don't know how the shit works, then you could just be blindsided. Um... Here's another thing you should know about law enforcement. Um, this is number... What is it? Um, oh, yeah. Here's also a story. Number six. Um, it goes to a Guardian article. It's, it's a regular occurrence for when LAPD, etc. kills somebody illegally or they kill somebody etc that they'll harass the fuck out of the families of the people that they murdered it's a regular thing so when cops do something that's illegal and you got shit on them or they did something they don't that they know will fuck up their career or they might get sued or whatever they will regularly harass and pressure the families so they're so overwhelmed dealing with the harassment that um that they can't fight on and sue law enforcement properly so it's it's a it's a it's a cloak and dagger sort of thing um here's something else you should know about law enforcement um and how they deal with corruption is now here's a tweet from ice cube believe it or not where he i mean even he put it out there and this is an old tweet i'm gonna fucking believe it or not i'm gonna fucking screenshot this shit Right now. And it just says, gang, gang. This was, uh, the 20th, uh, the, the 8th of June in 2020. He tweeted this ice cube from his Twitter account. And that is, uh, Number seven in the description. And basically what you're looking at is ma- a Freemasonry patches within law enforcement. Now let's get into this and it's kind of going to be a rabbit hole, but I want to take a look at it from an objective position so we're not getting crazy. Jeez, easy, easy, bro. So I started talking, so I... 
got a radiation attack right in the middle of this. I don't think it's come with it happened. So I apologize. Anyways, getting back to it. The relationship with law enforcement and um, collusive fraternities within cities, etc. Uh, let me make sure I screenshotted that because who knows, man. Homeboy, you know what I'm saying? Who knows what happens? Shit gets taken off the internet. I linked to a government article that was proving something that I was arguing. And it was very incriminating to the Justice Department because it's literally them saying one thing and then putting out a different narrative and got deleted from their fucking website. And they deleted it from the internet archive because I checked. It's kind of crazy what happens, bro. Sometimes the government, you know what I'm saying, not all the fucking pieces know what's up there and they say something that's not true and then I corrected that in the comments of a post. And then uh, not too long after that, that 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 page got deleted from a government Justice Department website. It got totally deleted. It's gone. And it's not even on... They wiped it from the internet forever. So not even on the internet archive or... Um, yeah, or all the other ways to fucking... It's not on Yandex, and Yandex is a Russian website, but they're pretty good at, at uh, what's it called, monitoring the U.S. internet and keeping copies of shit. So Yandex is, uh, even though it's pretty much Russia's Google, it's a good place to get shit that the government likes to delete from the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was used to, I learned reputation management and how to find shit that was buried deep in the internet and everything like that. Like, it's crazy when you can delete something from the entire internet forever. Anyways, long story longer, let's get back into it. Um, here's a tweet from Ice Cube's number seven. If you tap the first link, number seven A, and he says, gang, gang. And it shows New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Okay, Vermont. Uh, Utah, well, Texas, but they all, but they're patches that cops can put on their uniform to show that they're part of the Freemasons. Now I have a whole podcast about just Freemasons and I felt the need to make those because like I grew up in San Diego, there's a large Freemason community there. And like my friend's dad were Freemasons and they were fucking cool ass dudes. Like, I don't know. I just don't have anything to say bad about you know what I'm saying? Those guys, because they were good representations of that. The same way you could say, like, not all, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't make generalizations. But the same way that the U.S. military maintains relationships with organized crime, because organized crime, they have, like, you know, they don't snitch on each other. Well, they try not to, right? Um, it's good to maintain relationships, with a community like that, that does things that they can't talk about because you might need to use them when you need to use them. I mean, Suicide Squad what a, is a fantasy, kind of a fantasy movie, but those relationships are, are maintained regularly. The overarching idea that law enforcement and the U.S. government and the federal government maintains relationships with large organized crime groups, etc., is a reality and it has been for decades and decades and decades. And you know, said so I have all the receipts. I always try to bring receipts. I don't like to talk about things that are hypothetical or 
it's common knowledge that, well, cool, then common knowledge would have some sort of seed of truth somewhere. So I always, whenever I talk off of something, I always want to bring these sources because that's important. And now that we're talking about Freemasonry and law enforcement, etc., it's important to look at it from an objective point of view and a power struggle point of view and power position point of view. Not this fucking tinfoil hat shit that has absolutely been just seeded all over the web. And it's part of the international fucking conspiracy of the Illuminati. Like, no, you need... You're letting your imaginations get away from you. Look at things from a basic power structure and relationship point of view. Because humans are inherently self-serving and they overreach, meaning they take too much. That is something programmed into our behavior. So whenever you're approaching something you don't understand, I hate to say the whole follow the money thing, that's half of it. The other half is, how does this increase my reach or influence or can save my ass in a time of need? Or when will I, can I use these people? You know what I'm saying? It's not just money. Can I use this person? How do I maintain power? How do I use this to my um, benefit? You can't just slap these fucking labels on shit. Don't do research. And don't understand and don't do and don't have an understanding of basic human behavior. Do you know what I'm saying? Good. So let's look at this objectively. Now, Ice Cube has this tweet, says gang gang. He tweeted it on June 8th, 2020. He has all these patches for these law enforcement organizations that um, have the Freemason symbol on it. And that's concerning. It is. It's kind of like a gang. What? I mean, he's and he's absolutely he's absolutely on the money. There is a direct correlation between law enforcement and collusive societies. Not a secret society, because a secret society you wouldn't know about. It's a collusive society. Their they their organization is about teaching their members how to communicate and talk indirectly and to and to move sensitive information and communicate it collusively using non-verbal communication that's ultimately what i mean freemasonry also they really hold each other up to a standard i will tell you that i mean the, if you really understand what's going on with that i'm not a member but I've inquired my friends' dads and even people when I was going through this situation. I even went. So that's the thing about me. I want to get a situation over as soon as possible. <laughs> like, I remember there's this one girl named Nicole who tried to get my ass kicked at a party probably like 10 years ago. And just because this girl was bored, she went outside and told everyone that I was trying to sneak into her house and watch her shower. Like, no, that was true. But she just wanted to be the center of attention. She wanted to cause a bunch of bullshit and get me fucked up. Somebody came to me when I was at this house party. That was about 10 years ago. And was like, bro, Nicole's outside trying to get your ass kicked. I didn't even know this girl. No, I didn't talk to her. I never said a mean thing to her. Nothing. Never said anything to her. This is when I literally just met her. This girl has been, this girl just liked to start shit for me. Just cause. And, uh, I was like. What? He's like, yeah, she's out there right now talking to like 10 dudes 
trying to get them all hyped up, saying you're trying to fucking watch or take showers and shit like that. I'm the kind of person who, whenever I hear anything, instead of being like, oh man, or maybe I should leave or what, fuck that. I go straight to the source. I'm just a person who's very direct. If you have a problem, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fucking vanilla, vanilla ice with this shit. Yo, if you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out these, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's that shit called? Check out these, check out these rhymes, all the DJ revolves. Who fucking cares? I'm like vanilla ice with that shit. Um, I will immediately go to the source of a problem and diffuse it because I'm a hyper transparent kind of person. And I, my thought process is external only because I just don't care about what you think. You know what I'm saying? About what I have to say to you. I'm not going to be mean to you, but if it's not mean and it just, you don't have the, you know what I'm saying? You don't have the chops to communicate, uh, being honest with somebody, then, you know what I'm saying? It might be off-putting, but it's never, it's never malicious ever. Usually if I have a problem with somebody, it's because they don't have the kind of communication skills I do. Like I said, I, I, uh, I hung out with a lot of females growing up. Um, those broads talk a lot. I talk, you know what I'm saying? So it just, that's just kind of how it is. So if there's an issue, like I immediately, but I, but I, but even though I talk a lot like a female, I deal with my problems like a man. So females talk a lot of shit, but they don't deal with their problems or they talk a lot, but they don't deal with shit. I talk a lot, but then I also go and solve my problems in me. I go to the fucking source. If someone says this is the source, I will go to that fucking source. I, it just seems like a big waste of my fucking time to have beef or whatever. Because like, if you're not trying to harm people, if you're not trying to put people down, you're not trying to steal from people, then you have no reason to have beef. And you know what I'm saying? 99% of problems are communication problems. Someone didn't respect someone else's space or their ego, but whatever. But regardless, we can't talk telepath. We can't talk telepathically yet. Um, and so, you know, shit gets fucked up. Let's go try to get my ass kicked. And I immediately fucking went to her while she's talking to these dudes. I went to the problem, even though these dudes were about to stomp me. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is she saying? Da, 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 da. No, this is what happened. This is what happened. I was told to come to the house because I was meeting her female friend, which ended up being that broad who was helping like cops and military people and gangsters have access to me. It was a setup from the getup. Like I try, I try to tell people like, bro, it was a setup from a getup with these people. They're fucking criminals. I didn't know. I didn't know at the time, but anyways, so I started hanging out with that girl and I went to this fucking party. She's trying to get my ass kicked. And I went to the dudes who were already looking at me like, Oh, we're about to fucking turn you into hamburger meat, homie. And I was like, Whoa. whoa, whoa. And I fucking, what are you saying right now? Okay, you guys, I was, I came to the door and nobody answered the door. I started knocking on windows because I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I don't have cell phone reception around here and I don't want to come back. It was out in the boonies where these people lived. And that's just what happened. And I kept knocking on windows and one of the windows just happened to be a window where there was a bathroom, but I didn't see anything or what have you. It was dark in there. Nothing was seen, whatever. I was literally just trying to blah, blah, blah. And I explained the situation and but this girl tried to flip the script on me. She was just like, oh, he's out there trying to fucking watch me get dressed. And she just, oh, I'm the victim. Like, she was such a drama queen. By squashing with all these dudes. Like, some of these guys were like Marines and they sat at this party. And they're like, bro, we were about to go fuck you. I was like, bro, this chick is drama. 
she just likes to be the center of attention. She likes to cause problems for people. And, but like, that's just how I deal with things. Just so you guys know, like if there's an issue or something you want to know and etc., talk to me directly. I've had some people call into the podcast. I give out my number because I'm trying to help people. And they think that they're saying all these clever things to me. They think they're trolling me. And basically, while when I'm first talking to someone on the phone, I play a retard on purpose because they're so like, you have no idea. I get people who call for help, but I also get people who think that they're so clever. And I don't think somebody would call just to be a douche and try to like record it or say stupid things to, or try to get me in a catch 22 or try to represent me like a doof. Like I just play dumb because somebody who thinks they're smart will trip over their own dick. If you keep reinforcing that narrative. And then you'll finally figure out what's going on and you'll learn a lot more and then you can effectively fuck this dude up. Anyways, so that happens a lot, but you have to understand there's a lot of people call the podcast just to say stupid shit. And I go, oh, I don't know what you're saying. Like, I just act stupid. There's just a lot of dumb people. They think they're smart. I'm unfortunate for me. I'm a direct communicator and I've been a fucking, I can talk your fucking face off. I'm not afraid of any conversation, confrontation. Like, unfortunately, I'm a, I'm fucking MMA when it comes to talking. So if you think that you're coming at me with some shit and you think that you're getting the one up on me, like, please understand, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you on purpose. Cause I want you to trip over your own dick just so listeners, you know, cause you know, I got like 55,000 plus listeners, but there are people who call in just to be a dick. And some people recorded them. They put them up on Twitter spaces and shit. Um, they're just doofuses. But understand that I'm a direct communicator. And uh, I think I got away with my got away from myself on that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gang, gang. Getting back to it. I always go directly to problems. That's what I was... That's what I went off on. I go to... I, 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 I fucking go directly to my problem if I think that might be my problem. I'm not afraid of anything. Just not. Not because I'm a badass, but just because... I just, I'm not a fan of drama or dragging shit. Like, you literally have one life. Why the fuck do I want to fucking waste it playing some fucking checkers game with some, some asshole, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're not fucking Copernicus, bro. You're not Einstein. You're nobody. Like, why am I going to waste my time with a fucking nobody? Like, can we just get this over with? Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop trying to play fucking chess. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. I don't, I don't like wasting my time with dumb shit. So I always go direct to an issue, which is why when someone was like, Hey, people, um, are saying this is happening to you because that's what they do to people around here who are suspected of fucking child fucking molestation shit and whatever. I was like, Whoa, well, how do I directly fucking prove if that's true or not true? I'm going to go interview 450 fucking literal child rapists and go find out how fucking bad their lives are. Oh, their lives are fine. They're amazing. Okay. Well then that's a lie. But see, most people don't think like me. They, someone gets told something and then they just be like, Oh yeah, that's what people are saying. And now I'm just going to keep repeating it and pretend like I'm on the inside of something like, fuck that shit. I don't fucking care. I want to get to the fucking answer so I can figure out what reality is. So that's why I literally, that's why that video exists, by the way. Someone's like, someone says this is what's going on. I was like, oh, really? Well, then I'm just going to go prove if that's right or not. And I really cared if it was right or not. I just want to go and see what the fuck's going on so I can solve my problem. 
This is such a nightmare waste of my time, my health. Bro, I swear to God, these motherfuckers are swapping my, must be swapping like my blood tests and something because I think they fucking give me hepatitis or some shit, but they say my blood's fine. I get CAT scans. I don't have problems with my kidneys. I don't have problems with my pancreas. I mean, I got a little bit of a fatty liver, but that's a result of them giving me poison. They're taxing my liver with literal like glyphosate and like insect killer they're putting in my food. Like when you go to restaurants, because it's just nuts. I don't drink alcohol. I don't even take fucking vitamins. I don't fucking smoke weed. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do anything. I'm 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 a fucking Quaker. Uh, so there should be no reason why my shit is being taxed. My, my, my body systems are being taxed other than I'm being fucking poisoned. But at the same time, my fucking blood samples are coming back. So they can't give me medication. Like I'm positive. I have, I don't know what hepatitis thing or whatever. And they're letting it get out of hand. And what's happening is my blood samples are being swapped. And so they're testing someone else's blood so they can say, oh, well, the test came back. Like, just for in unless unless so you know what I'm saying like it's the it'll be the biggest largest malpractice conspiracy case ever like there's only two things that are happening you know what I'm saying but they're not trying to cure me I tell you I've gone to the I've literally gone to the doctors and told them look I'm pretty sure I have hep um I don't know how I got it probably from this tattoo when I fucking uh, when I got set up by that fucking broad, I'm fairly certain that this broad was like, let's get matching tattoos. It'll be like, we're in the, you know, we're going steady or whatever. And it was just a tiny tattoo. It was like, cool. What I think what happened was that was a setup. And then they gave me a dirty needle from the tattoo. And then, cause I don't cheat. I don't fucking cheat by the way. I don't fucking cheat. What a waste of my fucking time. It's not part of my personality. Like if I don't want to be with you, I'll be like, look, I think your feet stink. Uh, I want to go somewhere else. Like, I'm just that person. <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? I, I cheat on her, nothing. And I've gotten tested for every STD. Like I said, what I think is going on is there's some corruption in the medical space. But my med- my medical problem, bro, like, it's just getting worse and worse. Like, anyways, I've asked doctors, like, the, the, the medicine for hepatitis is antibiotics. It's even if you ask it, what do you say? You ask to get it, ta- you ask to get it, you ask to take it prophylactically. That's the term. Like just in case, can I have this session of antibiotics to get rid of this? Doctors tell me no. I was like, bro, this is not a narcotic. This isn't a drug. This is antibiotics. And what will happen was just, it will just be either I am cured or I don't need it. And I want to get on this and I'm sorry, but every other test I've been taking, I get CAT scans of all my organs or whatever. And mild fatty liver with mild enzymes is not going to be what's going on. Probably have hepatitis and I probably got it from this little tap. And um, they're not trying to give it to me. I literally, in the face of my doctors, I'm like, can I have this prophylactically so I don't die? Can you just, it's not a, it's it's an antibiotic. I'm not going to go sell it on the fucking street. Well, oh, bro, I got these hot antibiotics, bro. Like, they won't even do that. They're denying, they're, so there is an interaction happening with my doctors and whoever is responsible for keeping their boot on me to make sure I just don't get better. It's a, it's a fucked up thing that's going on, bro. It's a fucked up thing that's going on. This is so corrupt. So corrupt. So that plus the radiation plus them putting shit in my food. They're just trying to tax me. So, and I slowly just 
fade away while they try to fucking smear me. But anyways, solving my problems directly. Um, somebody was saying something earlier about, well, I heard it was local Freemason groups. Somebody in one of the groups doesn't like you. So me being the person that solves my problems directly, getting back to this ice cube thing and you now knowing that how I do with things, um, I went personally to, uh, just like I went around and interviewed all those fucking child molesters to see how bad their lives were, only to find out they were great. Pissed me off. I want to tell you, bro, I tried to record a podcast for that, ended up fucking screaming and yelling. I couldn't, I had to delete it. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, bro, I just put in all that time to find out that. I was hoping, I was hoping, I was hoping that was true. Because then I could at least be like, well... I'm not going to fight something that's, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's just part of the culture around here. And it's just something I was unaware of. And it doesn't even matter once someone sprays you with a skunk, whether or not, you know what I'm saying? You're a skunk. It doesn't matter. That wasn't even, that's not even the reality. It's not even the reality. So I was so mad because like, at least that could fucking help me solve my problem. So I'll be like, well, I guess I just need to move. That's not the problem. And I know because I interviewed hundreds hundreds piss me off but in the same vein of behavior that i am i don't think it's a blessing or i do once i fucking know something i go and deal with it immediately whether it is it's beef or i heard so-and-so doesn't like you or your ex-girlfriend's saying this i'm gonna go find that broad and ask her why are you saying like immediately that's just me i just i want to squash beef it's so not worth it like like i said you're not fucking copernicus bro like I'm just not trying to, I'm not trying to box with some, just some normies over nothing. Nobody's important. You know what I'm saying? So somebody told me like, Hey, Steve, I was hearing that some people from a local chapter of some Freemason, uh, fraternity didn't like you or somebody within there or whatever. So what did I do? I went and I fucking met with every single head of every single Mason lodge in my area. Immediately. I went down there. I went down there to see where their hours were, when their meetings were. Because that's just how you fucking deal with things. Like, um, I don't know, you know, most, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I, from the interactions I've had with so many people, there are not a lot of people who know how to just be like, yo, what's going on with this? Oh, okay. I'm not gonna waste my time. There's a lot of people who just enjoy the drama of shit. They like to be part of drama because it makes their life exciting because they didn't follow their dreams. And now they live this sad life. And so now they have to fill it full of fake adventures attached to fake drama that they're only going to make worse to continue it because it's the only thing that makes their life interesting because they fucking, they pissed away their only gift. So now they have to entertain themselves with drama. And I'm just not one of those motherfuckers that do that shit. So whenever I have a problem, I go directly to it. Like vanilla ice. And here we go. Ice cube. Talk about gang gang. With these uh, Masonic temples associated with law enforcement. I personally went to these Mason, Masonic lodges, talked to them, etc. I was like, hey, do you have a problem with any of the members here? I want to squash this beef. Here's my contact information. Please reach out to me. Like, I just, they were all nice to me. But here's something you need to know about. And Ice Cube is 100% on this shit. The same way that the military maintains relationships with organized crime, the way same way that feds and local law enforcement maintain relationships with local gangs, uh, the law enforcement also maintains relationships with 
um, collusive fraternities like Freemasonry, like Elks Club. And it's not that they're a secret society, but they teach people life skills, but they also teach people how to transfer information without being it being said out loud. And it's a skill set, and a lot of them are super good at it. It's crazy. And believe it or not, the, the U.S. government and people in the feds, the feds, law enforcement, etc., vice cops, and organized crime all borrow, um, you know how like the, 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 the CIA says, um, we can never neither confirm nor deny, uh, it's, it's called plausible deniability. Um, that means of communication, uh, has been shared and you know what I'm saying? Our intelligence community and collusive fraternities, etc. organized crime, law enforcement, federal law enforcement, people in the State Department all share this common language of speaking to pass around information. I had this whole thing about called Crypto University. They forced it on me because, like I said, they wanted to force me to do, to uh, learn this skill set to communicate. It was such a fucking nightmare. I don't even want to go into it. I got a whole podcast about it. It's such a nightmare. Such a fucking nightmare. It was unnecessary. They treated me like a fucking dog. Um, it took me a long time to let them know I'm not going to be doing things for, um, local, federal, and, you know, local military intelligence groups and shit like that to be a civilian asset to communicate shit. Like, fuck that. So that's why I shifted my news over to news that only helps humanity, etc. I don't do any of that crypto news shit. Um, they tried to force that on me. It was a fucking nightmare. I would, they would wake me up. With blast of radiation at like fucking 4.30 a.m. all the time. Because all these people who start their day within the intel community, etc. It's always like at like 5 and 6 a.m., etc. And they try to, after I started this news project, first and foremost to get this information out that happened to me because I was stolen. Then they try to, now that I started this, try to use that to their benefit and tell me like, we're going to keep shooting you with this shit. This is the shit we want you to communicate for us. You're going to be our civilian asset. This is your little job. And if you do this job and you fucking learn how we're going to fucking lace information and things and you do this, then we'll be nicer to you. And they forced, they would essentially force me to do this. And it was a nightmare. And they forced me to do it using this radiation shit. And they would wake me up and, you know what I'm saying? If I didn't do it that day, they would fucking blast me with that shit all day. They wanted me to be their little, their little fucking, their little, uh, dog. Um, you know what I'm saying? Be their, their, uh, switchboard. Fuck that shit. So that's why I switched to news that only affects humans and humanity. Not only is that a big middle finger to these people who try to hijack my thing, which, where I, what I had to make to even fucking uh, get out this information about what happened here in San Diego and what fucking made it blow up and whatever. But also because these guys are so mean. Anyways, a lot of those uh, State Department people and Freemasonry, law enforcement, etc., all share this kind of common method of communication, and it's not super super secret. And some people who get into it, it's their whole life, and they're so lame. They're so lame. Um, a lot of hometown heroes get into it. But why the same reason why those relationships are maintained based, you know what I'm saying, this 
Ice Cube is 100% right about this when he says gang, gang. They go hand in hand. Law enforcement, federal law enforcement, and these collusive societies, unfortunately, go hand in glove. And hand in glove, it's not like a secret thing. I know a lot of people like to say it's hand in glove. It just means that it's a good fit. That's all it means. It's a good fit. People need to stop saying hand in glove like it's... uh some sort of secret code and it means it just means that like peanut butter and jelly that's all they're saying peanut butter hand in glove just means peanut butter and jelly salt and pepper fries and fucking ketchup all right relax on that but ice cube is totally on the money and the reason why these relationships are maintained is because you have a group of people usually people who are involved in the mason uh, in masonry and other offshoots like uh club of rome uh the rotary club lions club Elks Club, they call them clubs, but they're offshoots and they all communicate using the same framework that essentially was started by uh, masonry way back in the day. And, you know, espionage happened in Roman times, etc. Spies is an old thing. It's not like a new thing. We didn't invent it. You know what I'm saying? We just branded it. Um, and so this has evolved over hundreds, if not thousands of years, as all these effective means of communicating, etc. And just like the Bible or the Dead Sea Scrolls, the shit getting passed down and passed down. Essentially, these this method, collusive method of, of communication has been passed down, literally. It's not some gateway to the Illuminati or whatever. It's just a bunch of sometimes old guys who get really into fucking playing army. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's kind of a fantasy and a lot of old guys who are like hometown heroes who get stuck living in the same place. They get really into it. And these guys are really diehards for their community too, though. They actually care about their community. But the same way that law enforcement uses and federal law enforcement and the military uses organized crime when they need them, there's also something to be used by a bunch of law-abiding citizens who think that when asked, they might have to break the law, but because of the greater good. And that's ultimately the lie that is sold to many people in these uh, clubs and fraternities like Masons and you know all those other groups. And so a lot of these people, they're law-abiding citizens, but these cops maintain relationships with these people because then they can mobilize these people and they all, and they talk uh, and they communicate using symbolism and nonverbal cues and colors and code words and structured language. But essentially, essentially, you have to understand it's not it's less of a conspiracy and more utilitarian. And there's just so many people in your community you don't understand who absolutely lived basic lives. And it's nothing wrong with living a basic life. I think, you know what I'm saying... If you are a plumber, but then you still live your dreams after work, then, you know what I'm saying? But if you just fucking go home and buy DVDs and, oh, I guess I'll get a, you know what I'm saying? I guess I'm going to get a fucking entertainment system and keep up with that Jones. Like, if you just piss your fucking life away, then fucking A, bro. Um, but, you know, so you got to have, a, you got to have something you do that you're passionate about. You can't piss away your fucking gift. There are people who do, and they become part of these groups because it's good to be part of something bigger than you. And they lure people in. At first, they try to lure people in, and they try to lure people into these fraternities and these clubs um, with, like, pageantry. 
And they try to like, oh, this is your third eye opening and it's opening to a new world. Like, no, not really. Not that's really. And it's, you know, they, they try to act like it's the occult and they're part of the secret underground. And, you know, law enforcement, federal law enforcement, etc., maintain these relationships with these groups because they end up becoming useful. And a lot of these stories where you hear like... um people get run out of town, etc. Cops use these Masonic groups and a lot of them are members too because they're also hometown heroes. But they just like it's it's useful. It's useful for a city government, for the federal government to maintain these relationships. And so it is like hand in glove. Hand in glove means peanut butter and jelly, but gang gang is absolutely right. What happens is what forms is initially some a tribalism. And gang, gang, like Ice Cube is talking about here in this tweet, number five, he's absolutely right. And they advertise to each other that they're part of that group. And the same thing goes with organized crime, how there's tribalism. Tribalism exists in all things. And so, you know what I'm saying? These people help each other out. And it's not to say that these people are bad people and they're all criminals. But what happens is the U.S. government makes these people feel important. Think of it like, uh, or even local city governments or federal governments harness these people whenever they need them. And while maintaining uh, a constant, it's think of it like a psyop where they will essentially make people from these groups feel like they're on the inside of something. They're, you know what I'm saying? Cops are letting them know inside info about what's happening in town to these groups. Uh, feds will like, oh yeah, we need you for the blah, blah, blah. Remember in the very first podcast, we go over InfraGuard, etc. People from these fraternities and community groups join those things in large numbers. Um, it, they, you know what I'm saying? It's useful to maintain this group of people. Number one, because they have good reputations. Many of them are normally law-abiding citizens, but also then you can mobilize people. And if you feel like, if they feel like you're part of their tribe or they know so on the inside of some inside information or whatever, and you make them feel important, then they'll eat out of your hand and they'll do what you say. And so a, a relationship is maintained with these groups. And you have to think of it, these groups... As most of these people are hometown heroes and they're looking for something to make them feel important. And it's kind of like a cult. And like I said, not all, I'm not talking shit on all Masons or these local groups. In fact, I know a lot of these people who are fucking chill as fuck. They don't get wrapped up in it. I've met people who don't get wrapped up in it, but there are people who do get wrapped up into it. Think of it like how there are Christians who just go to fucking church and sing hymns. And then there are Christians who fucking dance with snakes and let the snakes bite them in the fucking face. And then they talk in time. Like there are the people who just do it normal. And it's just, and then there are the people who fucking go bananas. And the people who go bananas, even though they're a marginal group, they can be mobilized. And law enforcement maintains these relationships with these people when law enforcement fucks up or they do something corrupt. And they have people in this group that already trust them and they maintain these relationships. And then they even have these patches like Ice Cube is talking about where they're like, hey, we're from the same group or whatever. If they need to influence a local got person to do something for them illegal that the cops can't be seen doing, 
And just in case that guy gets caught, the cop can just be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know this guy, whatever. But they're from these groups and these fraternities. And you have to look at it that way. It's like there are the normal people, the normal Christians, right? That don't, that just go to church and they're boring. And then the motherfuckers who fucking talk in tongues and, 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 you know what I'm saying? And fucking dance with snakes and shit. And those are the people who are mobilized in those fraternities who do that crazy shit. It's not all of them. It's a small marginal group, but they're easily radicalized because law enforcement makes them feel special. Makes them feel like they're on the inside of something. I need you for my little mission. And, um, so they advertise and it kind of hypes and it kind of hypes these people up, especially the people who get really into the masonry shit and they think they're part of something bigger and everything they say has double meanings. Oh, there's some of these people are so annoying. The people who get really into it, like I said, the snake charmer versions of these people and law, but law enforcement really likes those people because they get really into it. There's actually a lot of construction workers who get into this shit, etc. And, they don't understand that they're just, they're useful assets. They're assets of local governments, city governments, etc. But they like to, because, but you have to speak the language. And a lot of the language is subtleties, etc. So they make these patches to let you know we're from the same group or whatever. And it's like, they only ever call that shit in when they need favors. Like, oh, hey, we're from the same. Can you fucking do the same for me? We're from the same group, blah, 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 blah. And that's how it's used. So it is kind of like a gang. And Ice Cube is 100% about this shit. And it's all over the United States. And I want to... What are we at? 37? Okay. Sorry, I'm looking at the time. Look at this. Number 7B in the links. Here's a Vice article. Believe it or not, Freemasonry originated in the UK. Believe it or not. They created that shit. Um, so it's huge over there. And Vice in UK is constantly covering stories where... Police corruption and these Freemate and, and, and over in UK because it's so gnarly over there, like way gnarlier than over here. And where law enforcement and Freemason lodges are always caught up in corruption because look at it. Look at the Freemason people doing shit. You know how remember in the 70s when the um, CIA people were let off the leash and they're allowed to like drug people and use hookers to lure them into hotel rooms and drug them just to see what would happen, etc. These people are kind of let off the leash and they're allowed to do things and they're allowed to taste a little bit of that extra authority that local law enforcement gives them or we need I need you to be my special buddy and go and drug this guy or whatever. And this relationship is maintained just like with uh, organized crime is maintained with the military and local law enforcement, etc. These groups with law enforcement and, you know, Masonic temples, not the whole temple, but like I said, the radicals, um, etc. Is they're kind of used like useful idiots. And they make them feel special and they let them do little special missions and kind of get away with crimes here and there. And they play really hard on the collusive nature of the groups, etc. But ultimately, city governments play these guys like a fucking fiddle. Um, and they use these people to do things that the government can't be seen doing. And they're kind of like they're, they're like intel assets, but on a local level, sometimes on a federal level. Um, and, you know, a lot of everyone talks about, oh, every U.S. president has been a Mason or whatever. That's because, like I said, a lot of what the Masons created um, is used in a lot of 
basic level crypto communications within the military and intelligence agencies, like low level. If it's if they're talking about high level shit, there's a totally different way of communicating that we don't even you don't even understand. But at a basic level, moving information around, etc. Um, it's like learning your ABCs. If you're going to become a person in politics or whatever, you better learn how to fucking communicate that way. Because you deal with a lot of sensitive information and you need to move around and communicate that shit effectively and they need to know and you need to know how to do that. And being a politician, people are always trying to record you and et cetera. So you need to know how to speak and talk like it. it's a necessity. And it's kind of like, uh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be a lawyer, you have to go to fucking law school. Like, if you're going to be the president, you probably, sh- and you're, you're going to touch a lot of sensitive material and need to communicate a lot of sensitive material, probably should do your ABCs. And in these Masonic groups, et cetera, they give you the ABCs of how to talk cryptically, et cetera. So it's not like some giant conspiracy. Like, it's training. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a necessity of the job. Every single one of them, every single one of our presidents knows how to talk that way. Every single one. Because it's important to communicate things because our enemies are listening too. on top of that and that's another thing a lot of these masons etc those guys are fucking really patriotic too though they really love their fucking country don't ever get that twisted these that's why they're so eager to join and they think you know the u.s government federal government especially in san diego because the military is so prevalent the military is actively involved in those communities um like i said on on you can you can see how out of hand it gets in the uk but they use them when they need them and they make them feel special. They let them get away with crimes uh, enough to make them feel like it's a solid, special relationship so they could use them when they need to. Uh, and I'm not trying to say they're all dummies, but it's usually the fucking out of control ones who do the out of control shit. But they're often used as assets to do things that local governments can't be seen doing. Like if the local government fucks up does something wrong to somebody, whatever, they use these groups. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? I need you to be my special, you know, whatever, you know, my special, you know, be my special mission guy and go and fucking follow him or whatever and go, go fuck with him or, but, and they blindly believe them because part of those groups is tribalism. They'll blindly just believe shit that cops tell them, et cetera, of these groups and, you know, hand in glove, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to say. But, Ice Cube is a hundred percent correct on that shit. It is, and it's, but it's not. It's not the whole equation. But he's absolutely right. That relationship is used like a gang, and sometimes they do gang up. Like you have to look at it like, look at it like every situation, where like, cop shops. You know what I'm saying? Police departments. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't full of a bunch of fucking corrupt pieces of shit but then there's some like remember the rampart scandal or even those uh cop gangs that they're finding in the sheriff's department or whatever some are full of a bunch of corrupt fucking pieces of shit and you have to look at those you have to look at the the masonic temples and those community groups you know it's not just the masons um but everyone kind of uses their language to speak believe it or not even the occultist a lot of it is stolen from mason masonry um yeah, like, fuck, I lost my place. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like police departments. Like, some are corrupt, some are not. Some 
cities with a Mason community or those community groups. Like I said, there's it's not just the Masons. And believe everyone actually steals, even organized crime steals the way the Masons talk. Because they developed it over thousands of years, I think. I think Masons have been around for a minute, right? Um, they've passed down this collude and they've refined it, etc. It's kind of like an art form. And uh, believe it or not, you know, a lot of that whole ancient technology talk, oh, well, there used to be technology from the ancients. A lot of that is just people skills, collusive communication, etc. It's not like inventions, etc. I think a lot of that stuff gets lost in translation. It's basically these collusive means of talking being passed down generation to generation because when you believe fucking lightning is because God hates you, you tend to, and you don't have fucking plumbing and you have all this time to just live, fucking make babies and die, you'll find shit to fucking keep, you know, keep you busy. And one of those things is talking collusively and secret societies and ritual. And eventually over time, as we became more refined, what stuck is the ritual. Everyone doesn't believe the ritual, but they keep it because, you know, your roots but what sticks is the collusive means of communication. And that's shared by a lot of people. But it absolutely, Ice Cube is on the fucking money. He's a real motherfucker, by the way. I think he just posted a video today. I'll actually include that link. It's going to be number C, under seven. Where he talks about, like, gatekeepers, etc. I think a lot of people who came up through that 90s hip-hop, 80s, 90s hip-hop era, and now, like, you know what I'm saying... They're in legacy mode and they're making their own thing. I think Ice Cube's doing this thing called Big Three. It's actually really cool. Big Three. You should watch it. If you're into basketball offseason, he's got all these legends who are fucking playing. Like, it's actually really fun to watch. Like, you should really watch that. It's called Big Three. And uh, it's three-on-three basketball. But, like, there's a lot of, like, legends who play that. Retired legend, et cetera. And it's offseason. And the games are dope. And it's a fast game. Like, it's actually pretty cool. Pretty fun to watch but he posted this video today talking about gatekeepers etc and i think a lot of people who herald from that right because he came up through the projects he was from he was part of that whole fucking you know what I'm saying he's part he came up through all that shit um you know a lot of those guys they came from fucking nothing and they've had to hustle and they understand like there's a lot of fake people etc i think he posted this video today talking about gatekeepers and how he doesn't fucking play the game etc and he's 100 percent with that shit like and I think, you know, a lot of people who came up through that game and had to claw their way up because remember that there was a time when MTV wouldn't even show people getting a rap award for rap music. Like, what the fuck is that what kind of racist shit is that? And so those motherfuckers had to claw for every bit of respect that they had. Like there was no easy lunches in there fucking. And so he's, you know, saying there's a lot of real motherfuckers, like a lot of people who came up and like the golden era hip hop eras and stuff. And now they've got like, you know what I'm saying? They got their own brands, etc. Like ice cube is, uh, he's such a real motherfucker. Like if you follow him on Twitter, etc. like aside in his private, life, he's a real ass dude. He posted some shit today about, um, gatekeepers and how he's fucking tired of the gatekeepers. He has like bullshit. So aside from that, like he really calls out those relationships with, you know, the radicalized Mason people, not all of them. And law enforcement, and it is it is like a gang, like, and they use these people to do harm, and they coordinate, and do you know what I'm saying? And when you have large groups of people that also include law enforcement who are also tied into the city government, trying to fucking take you down, 
that's hard, bro. You versus an army of people who all are trained to commit crimes and collusive and, 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 and communicate how to commit those crimes collusively. It doesn't have come in a gang environment, but ultimately what's happening is city governments, law enforcement, federal law enforcement is maintaining the relationships with those groups and making them feel like insiders so they can use them when they need them. And unfortunately that's, you have to see, think about things in a power struggle, like, okay, they're part of the same group, but why are they useful? How would they, how would that be useful for law enforcement, for city governments, for federal government to interact and have such a close relationship with so many people that ultimately maintain very clean and very, and they're very patriotic. Like I said, most Masons are fucking mega patriots. That's one thing I fucking love about them, uh, about that group is they're fucking patriots. Uh, but they they do things and they've, they get lied into this frame of mind and it gets hyped up by law enforcement and they maintain that relationship so they can be like, look, man, we need you to do this or help us get this guy. And it's for the greater good. And they play on their trust and the fact that they, Hey, we're part of the same group. Hey, us cops are from your group, whatever. So they could you, so they could use that community ultimately as a tool to protect the government. When the government fucks up, they don't like to be embarrassed because if you lose trust in the government, then they can't tell you to do things ultimately. But Ice Cube, 100% right. Gang, gang, bro. Peanut butter and jelly, hand in glove. Okay. I want to go ahead and end on this number eight. Law enforcement will regularly harass the families of the people they unjustly kill to make sure they can't even think about trying to sue. And, um, that's also another thing. So if you're in this program, you could be in a local base of the program, not so much COINTELPRO, but the gang stalking part of it. And they will harness local organized crime. They will harness Masonic group, like the crazy ones. Like I said, there's Christians and then there's the people who dance with fucking snakes. Those are most likely the people that they're mobilizing. It's not the people who just, you know what I'm saying? It's not the majority. It's the fucking radicals. Um... But absolutely, Ice Cube is right. Fucking gang, gang. Those people, fucking yikes. Hometown heroes. It's when someone, someone who doesn't live in a, uh, an, uh, a fulfilled life is just waiting for someone to give them a religion. And that's how you can get these radicals. Idle hands. Um... But like number eight on the link, you can see this Stephen Lawrence family. We've gone over this before, but I wanted to include this because I want this episode to be primarily about these topic of organized crime and police and these heuristics of how this can be structured or happening to you because there's so much, you know, magic and tenfold hattery involved in this abuse because they make you run around with your head cut off and then they feed you a narrative and you believe it because you don't know how to make sense of something. And you can, and a lot of, not a lot of people are involved with the masonry thing and how those people talk and they talk in symbol and it seems all mystical and it's not. It's humans treating other humans badly 
this is just an easy thing for you to hold on to. If someone can't even, if someone can't hold you up to the basic, to your basic constitutional rights, if they're robbing you of your constitutional rights, it's because they're in the wrong. If someone can't give you your Sixth Amendment right, if right, if they can't fucking make you know, you can't, you're not allowed to see your accusers. You're not, you're not allowed to see what people are saying about you. If someone's putting you on trial, air quotes, right, essentially but they're not inviting you to the trial, they're in the wrong, always. If they're doing that... Now, I've heard a lot of people try to use excuses on me, like, oh, well, you don't have any rights because you're less than us for whatever. Like, that's not true. That's not true. I actually interviewed the worst people in the world, and they have all their rights. I wanted to fucking throw all of those motherfuckers in a wood chipper, but you guys respecting the fuck out of the worst people. Why would you be not offering me at least how you treat dogs that's weird right you lying pile of shit but whenever someone is trying to take away think about the law think about law at the very very bottom of all the law the most basic crayola crayon abc one two three of the law we have the constitution and that's the very bottom and think about all the laws that have been built over that like it's a skyscraper now, but the very bottom, the foundation, is the Constitution. If you can't even give me the ground floor, right, essentially the Ten Commandments of what it is to be an American, you can't even give me that, but you're going to give the worst dog shit people that. Obviously, you're doing something where you are in the wrong. You can repeat crazy shit all you want. Like A good example is uh, the Michelle Obama being a tranny. I love that that's not true oh you know what i'm saying people just keep repeating it though because their team likes to hear that not because it's true think about it like wouldn't there be so easy to prove if that was true or not like um how many females are constantly losing hair i remember you know what i'm saying like you ever had your female get in the car and she sees a different color hair than you than hers in the car like females are constantly shedding like you know what i'm saying like like a like a like a like a goddamn golden retriever all the time everywhere. Her kids are doing the same thing. Like somebody, you know, someone would have access to a hairbrush, whatever, to check DNA to see if the kids were the kids or what. Like if she was a secretly a man, like we would know. China, Russia would probably try to figure out if that was true. And if they're not saying that shit about our people because they love to embarrass our government, chances are it's not true. People just like to say it, though. Oh, well, we all know that Michelle Obama has a penis. Like, that's easy. Somebody would have figured that out by now. A fucking hairbrush, a flyaway hair. Females are constantly losing that shit everywhere. Somebody would have been able to do a DNA check or whatever to get to the bottom of that shit. Like, it's just a crazy thing people like to say. And it's like, oh, our team likes this. Like a rallying cry. Yeah, their team, their women have dicks. Like, yeah, that's like a, that's an insult, I guess. Like... Like, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. People just like to say crazy things. It's whatever. Oh, yeah. Getting back to it. Sorry. The final thing I want to hear, I want to show you is that the the government, if they do something really bad and it gets exposed, you lose confidence in the government overall, too. And so they're going to use all those things to their disposal. Fucking, you know, the crazy, you know, the, the, the extremist... Um, uh, 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 Masons, 
the um you have to understand it's the extremists it's people usually the people who don't have don't who blindly think that's like a cop who's also part of their uh group or whatever is tell is not lying to them because i use the secret mason language to communicate like oh god that's another thing you should understand a lot of people who get into that crypto talk they believe everything that gets said in that cryptic way of speaking which essentially it's like layered speech layered speech is uh hold on let me look at the time i don't want to go over the time okay layered speech which is a lot of that cryptic talk masonry talk whatever everyone talks about the secret society basically they're just talking using other means of communication it's like a different alphabet it's like if you know english or spanish like you don't if you hear someone speak Spanish, but you don't know all the way to you don't know the language and the rules or whatever, so you can translate the information. Somebody can just be talking Spanish, and you'll just be like, "Oh, well, I guess they're just saying." Bah, 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 bah. You don't understand what the fuck they're saying, and they could be saying something communicating the worst thing. They could be saying bad things about you right next to you, but you don't know because you don't know how to speak the language, so it flies totally over your head. Same thing happens with this crypto shit. If you don't know the rules, then it just flies over your head. But they think they're really smart. Well, some of them. Most people just like to do it because they're also, like I said, there's like, think of masonry and community clubs and Elks Lodge and, you know, uh, a, a, a rotary club, which is essentially like an offshoot of Club of Rome. A lot of people don't know that. And like Elks Club and shit like that. They all, they all collectively talk the same way with that crypto shit, believe it or not. Anyways, um... A lot of them get super into it to the point where they believe anything that you tell them in a cryptic language. So if I told you my dick was 10 inches, but I said it cryptically, they would just believe you. That's how some of these people get crazy. And that's how some of these people get rumors spread. Like rumors get spread within those communities too, because they understand there are a lot of people who buy into that. Once they learn about that cryptic way of talking, whatever, it becomes a way to control people. It's another form of control. That cryptic way of speaking, it's another... Because then people think like... Because how it's introduced to people, I think I've... Uh, uh, um, I've said this before, it's like racism. Like, you believe black people are evil because as you were learning about people, someone told you that over and over again, and then it just imprinted. But that's not true at all. As you're learning this cryptic shit, Right, the the collus- the the shit that they all everyone like organized crime and cops and they all talk that cryptic shit. It's it's just another language. It's like learning Spanish and English. It's not. It's just there's other rules for it. There are so like there's so many ways people talk cryptically. I mean, fucking a watermelon sugar, right? What does that guy talk about? Oh, eating pussy. Everyone knows that song's about eating pussy, but he said watermelon sugar. Right? Like, that's talking cryptically. Oh my God, is it a conspiracy? No. They just established context for a different thing that they're saying. And now everyone understands that they're saying one thing on top of another thing. Same thing with like, I'm cutting the cheese right now. Oh, are you cutting a block of cheese or did you rip a fat juicy fart? Like, you can say two things at once, but unless you have context for it, it's going to go right over your head. That's what this cryptic shit is. But as a lot of people who are learning it, Especially like hometown heroes. Like I said, a lot of construction workers get into this shit. Hometown hero kind of people. They believe everything that's told to them using that. Because as they're learning it, the same way as you're bringing up a child, 
you can teach a child racism. Even though racism isn't true and we're all the same, we just have melanin. If they are brought up that way, they'll think that way and they will believe that usually for their whole lives. Same thing goes with this cryptic shit. People will be told, um, people will be conditioned to think everything that is said to them in this collusive way must be true because they're using the secret language of the secrets. Like, no, every everything can be used for propaganda. And it is, believe it or not, even in those cryptic circles. Propaganda, oh my God. In fact, I think it's even worse because it's very arbitrary how sometimes things are communicated. And it just, yeah, it's out of control. Anyways, governments can't control you if you think they do bad things. Here's a great example with, and I'm going to end on this, uh, happened to Stephen Lawrence's family. If you know the case of Stephen Lawrence back in 1999, Stephen Lawrence was murdered at a bus stop and the cops, because he was a black kid, didn't care to investigate his murder because he was a black kid. This is in the UK. And they snubbed the family. They didn't return their calls because he was black. That's it. They didn't care to fucking, they didn't care to fucking. So once they went to the fucking press and been like, bro, they didn't investigate my son's murder because he's black and they don't care. That severely embarrassed Scotland Yard, police departments, whatever. And so they smeared the fuck out of the family and they used every resource in law enforcement. So understand at a federal level, et cetera. So this goes for whistleblowers. This goes for people who are uh, leaking information, what have you. If you embarrass the government, they can't rule you anymore because now you don't trust them and you can give them a middle finger. Be like, why am I paying you taxes? You corrupt piles of shit. You're supposed to be doing your job. So that's why these structures exist. That's why COINTELPRO exists or whatever, because if you lose trust in the government, they can't control you. So these things were made because ultimately the ultimate goal is to suppress anybody who exposes our wrongdoing or changes the status quo like with like how um, Martin Luther King Jr. did. He changed the status quo and the U.S. government was not ready to change the status quo. It wanted to keep, you know, these racist, st- the racist status quo in America going because they like it. Divide and conquer. And the, and the U.S. government was not prepared to move the needle on the Overton window. And this guy was like, yo, I'm a fucking human. I'm a man, just like a white dude is. You know what I'm saying? And he wanted equality, etc. And if you fucking move the needle or if you embarrass the government or you show people like, hey, these structures that exist, law enforcement treating us like dogs, hosing us down with hoses, not letting us go to the same schools, segregation. Um... It's bullshit. And the people who are masters are telling us this is normal. And if you open people's eyes, that means you don't trust the government anymore. And so, you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, they were pissed because he moved the status quo and he moved the national zeitgeist and the government who was controlling the people was not in control of that movement. So they had, he paid, so they made him pay the price. Unfortunately, the great man, what a great man. Think about it. What a great fucking dude. Like, he was just like, fucking no, I'm a man. And he's willing to die for that. And he's not going to be around to see his hard work. And that's the part that sucks. And you, you know what I'm saying? 
I, I, I believe like, yeah, right. You know, you know, saying like legends never die, but you know, this whole life thing, it's kind of awesome. You kind of want to be around even to see your handiwork. It's, it's, it's unfortunate how, uh, you know, how they ended his story, but think of how he moved in a nation of 330 million people. It's hard enough for me to project manage 10 people. Think about moving 330 million people to a new version of the status quo. Just one man. What a fucking amazing person. Jeezy Louise. Anyways, here's Stephen Lawrence. And this is an example of why you might be getting harassed as well. You might have seen something. You might have been witness to something. Maybe the cops think you saw something that you didn't see. doesn't matter. If you do something that can challenge authority and make people not believe in it as much, you're a problem. Stephen Lawrence's family are like, hey, you're not investigating my kid's murder just because he's a black kid. That's bullshit. And he exposed that to the press and then law enforcement, uh, undercover law, undercover cops, etc. smeared this family and used huge amounts of police resources more than necessary when they could have just done their job the cover-up is always worse than the crime, isn't it? But here, here's this, Stephen Lawrence. Tonight, a new twist in one of the biggest police scandals of recent years. Peter Francis, a former undercover police officer who accused Scotland Yard of being involved in a smear campaign against the family of the murdered black teenager, Stephen Lawrence, has been denied immunity from prosecution for potential breaches of the Official Secrets Act. Peter Francis first made his allegation about the police in June to a Channel 4 dispatches program. This prompted political outrage and calls for a public inquiry. At this moment, it's down to a police investigation, Operation Hearn, to establish the truth. But tonight, in his first broadcast interview since his original claims, Peter Francis has said without that immunity from prosecution, he is refusing to speak to the police investigation and is renewing his calls for public inquiry. We'll be hearing from Imran Khan, Doreen Lawrence's solicitor, in a moment. But first this, from our home affairs correspondent, Andy Davis. Peter Francis, old alias Pete Black, the man whose account earlier this year of life undercover proved politically explosive. I have to say, nothing is off the table. If the whole country has been appalled by these allegations. Or inquiries need to be held, they will be held. It's not an acceptable situation. Inquiries need to be held, they will be held. It's time when they should have been We must get to the bottom of it. The catalyst, his appearance on Channel 4's dispatches detailing his work for Scotland Yard's secretive former undercover unit, the Special Demonstration Squad, or SDS, in which he claimed that in 1993, he was instructed to find intelligence, to discredit, to smear the family of the murdered teenager, Stephen Lawrence. Anyways, you can watch the whole video. I don't want to make you sit through the whole thing. Sorry, not 1999, 1993, but I knew it was back in the 90s. But essentially, they caught the cops doing something wrong, and they used, they used all their, they used a significant part of their undercover resources to find information about family members so they can smear the family, just because they got caught doing something wrong, not doing their job. And the same thing goes for many parts of this program. Like, it's so easy to get mixed up, and believe me, I did, of how you know I'm saying um, what's going on. But essentially, you have to think of things in terms of power and authority, and you know what I'm saying? Money is important too, but so is power. And so is authority. And so is being able to convince people that 
order exists. And over the years, there's been, you know, saying our government, even though they act like they're the enemy and the news, etc., they maintain active relationships with the underground, etc. And when the U.S. government or even your local government do something wrong, they have relationships with many different groups that they can harness against you. And they do regularly. Because it's hard to fight an enemy from many fronts, whether that be hometown heroes, part of, you know, and they that are radicalized who are part of local fraternities, um, organized crime, uh, using security contractors, cops who work for security contracts, whatever. If it's you versus the government, it, I'll just let you know, it takes a network to defeat a network. Even in the case of like, Martin Luther King Jr., he had a large group of people helping him, mobilizing. It wasn't just him. He had a network to face a network. Granted, the U.S. government realized he was at the head of that, and they wanted to, you know what I'm saying, fizzle out that flame, unfortunately. Can you imagine if that guy was still alive now? I imagine he would just keep doing great things. Crazy. But ultimately, it's about power. It's about exposing corruption, etc. You can't make the head motherfucker in charge look stupid. You can't expose his mistakes. And anyone trying, you know what I'm saying? So they're going to use all these different groups. And through your abuse, when you're going through this program, etc. If you're being denied your basic fundamental, like I said, at the very bottom. Right, the Ten Commandments, essentially. If you're being denied any of those things at the bottom, the freedom of speech, uh, the you know illegal search and seizure, a lot of people don't know what what even the constitutional amendments are. Not most of you don't even know that. You know, a lot of people know what the Second Amendment is because it gets a lot of hype in the first. But you know what I'm saying? Do you know what the Fourth Amendment? Do you know about the you know illegal search and seizure? Do you know about the Sixth Amendment? You know what I'm saying? You have a right to a fair trial and you're allowed to see your accusers. You, people, allow, you know what I'm saying? You're allowed to have a fair trial and, and represent yourself. Uh, the Eighth Amendment, un, cruel and unusual fucking punishment. Like, there's so many different, you know, amendments, but like, a lot of people don't know about those things. They don't even know their rights, so they don't know when they're being taken from them. But if people are trying to take those away from you, they are always going to be the people who are in the wrong, regardless if they can't give you the most basic thing, right? If they can't meet, if they can't square up with you, whatever they're saying, whatever they're doing is bullshit. Why can't you afford me the most basic of rights that you give to even dogs? Bullshit. So, but understand that these relationships exist and there's multifaceted relationships and it's understand and it's important to know how they work. And it's important not to get wrapped up in the pageantry of things, but, you know, but it's also important to understand like how like Masonic groups interact with law enforcement, how that relationship works, etc. Because if you don't know, if you don't have the heuristics, you'll just face all this abuse. And because it's it, bro, it's like drinking from the fire hose of assault and harassment and constant harassment. You're just so overwhelmed. And while you're overwhelmed, you don't even know where to start. And so what they'll do is they'll feed you narratives. And since you're so overwhelmed and you don't have any experience in that, and there's a reason, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's a reason why it's a multi-sided war against you. 
is so you get overwhelmed and so you're exposed to so much stimulus. You don't know what's going on, what's true. You don't know where to start. But if you don't know how these groups work, how they organize, etc., then you don't know how to address these people. You don't know how to, how to connect with these people. You don't know what's happening. It just seems like chaos. And anybody can just hand you some gnarly bullshit and since you have no experience in it and you're in fight or flight mode, you'll just run with it. And then they will just use that against you to be like, look at this guy. He's a crazy person because he's saying all these crazy things. It's because they put you, they, they by design put you in a panic state and then isolated your, your information flow while you're in a panic state. And then once you grabbed on something that wasn't true, then they backed off and this lets you essentially hang yourself. But ultimately what they did was by design and they can repeat this over and over. And it's happened to so many people. Think of all the people who have gone through this, that we just thought that they were crazy or lost their minds or whatever. It's think about all the people through history who probably tried to expose things but they didn't have an understanding of how this program works, how it's structured, etc. And they never made it. And maybe we ridiculed those people or we gatekept those people, um, etc. Because we just blindly believe things and it's not about our life and we don't care. And we love to think we're better than people. And oh, I like to be part of the good guy team. And what did you say about that guy? Oh, he's a bad man. Okay, well, I don't have the basic fucking... Uh, you know, I don't have the basic skills to see if that's true or not. And I want to be part of your tribe. Okay. I believe you. And it's just chaos, but it's important to know how these things work on both the criminal side and the air quotes, good guy side, because if you don't know how this is structured, you're going to go bananas. And, you know, I hope this was a lot of help for you. I know I sprinkled this shit through all my podcasts. So you probably heard a lot of these things, but it's never been in one place. So I want to give you the 411 on both, you know, criminal side and the law enforcement side and how they work and how that is structured and how that's communicated and essentially how the movement and and synchronization of those people and how those groups are connected is crystal clear because a lot of people, you know, that I have helped come to me and they say crazy things about what's going on or who's after them or whatever they, because they don't, they don't understand. They don't have the heuristics. They don't understand how these systems of communication and corruption, et cetera, exist and how they, and how, you know, the government feeds both sides, bad information that the people that they're trying to get to do things for them, they'll fucking feed them a bunch of bad information about you. And then they'll feed you a bunch of bad information about the people fucking with you at the same time. They play both sides um, there's a lot of shit going on, but I hope this restored or gave you some clarity on the overall heuristics of how things work. Cause if you don't have context, you're lost. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now we are a zero profit news project, not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you 
can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags at different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing, but there are brands out there called Mission Darkness, uh, Hadoofy, that's H-O-D-U-F-Y, um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points, so whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one, as the security state is continuing to violate the Constitution and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide. It's about the principle that the Fourth Amendment is not conditional. Now, did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed-down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul homeschool system. And you can find it at, find it at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high standard education that surpasses the public school systems. And in levels above like third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on like an inexpensive Chromebook. Well, you can still grow like a home based business have a grandparent or child care monitor, uh, monitor their day-to-day -day or whomever you see fit, and then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo, which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, in addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple, or a Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc., where school, where, where school teaches, public school just teaches education, not even that well, church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with the kids, just like you did with Santa Claus, you know? This is, overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good people. And when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want. But until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse, you know, shit hits the fan skills like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and, you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to you know, the, the country could short, shut down in just the littlest of time. And you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with 3D printing, you can go online to like places like the Gatalog. That's G-A-T, like GATS. 
gatalog.com. And they can te- they teach you everything about 3D printing your own firearms. And they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, it's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist. Go to the Gatalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, aside from basic, like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, it's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, etc. Just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero profit production. And you can find out more about us at meshnews.org. And I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H, N-E-W-S.org. Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel, it's not red versus blue, brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear, love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.